RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. What's happening, everyone? My name is Tara Devlin. Welcome. This is Tara Buster, unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And don't we need that? Why do I feel like this camera is so close? But it's okay. It is what it is. Um, we'll figure it out. Let me see. What What the hell? Web settings? What? All right. So we meet here. Um, we have a regular show on Friday evenings around 8 p.m., 7.30, 8 p.m. <laughs> I know it sucks. This is how uh, you got to do it when you don't have billionaire benefactors. And we only have each other, which which is, we will win. They know it. We know it. Um, do we have the strength? No. Um, this is what I have to, I continue to wonder. Do the Democrats have the strength to really go against this fascist coup? Because that's what's happening. And we'll discuss it. So just give me a second to do the plugs. If you are on any other channel, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tower Buster. Also, if you can, please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tower Devil in any amount, $2 a month or whatever. That helps. That helps us grow because then people see that, you know, we got, we got some uh, people watching. So they want to say, like, what the hell is this? What's what's this all about? Where's the party? I want to be part of it. Anyway, if you're a normal person, and that means, you know, someone capable of functioning in a free democratic society, great. That's it. You're normal. You're a normal person. Okay? Does It's not that hard. All right. Well, we'll explain it. And what else? We're on Sound, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes because that helps keep us going and growing. And <clears throat> keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it, and live it. And we're SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, FYI Nation, guys, another independent liberal station. And what else rockfin i'm sorry i keep saying what else that's not very nice and professional i'm not very professional though this is this is it whatever you're fighting fascism i'm a little groggy because i have to tell you i fell asleep on the couch earlier because i was out early i had to get a mammogram today for a routine we'll see what happens hopefully all is well and it kind of hurt. <laughs> well, you know how it is when they crush your boobs. But thanks, Obama. Thanks. Because routine preventative care is now 100% covered by the filthy, disgusting health insurance racket. Who, you know, I mean, I lived long enough to know and to remember the days when... They don't want to cover that shit. They don't want to cover prescriptions. They don't want to cover anything. That's why these idiots who would say, I used to pay $200 a month for my insurance. Now it's up to 500 whatever the hell they would say. And 
my response is because it's a for-profit racket and you were paying basically to have a card in your pocket that said, I have health care. When you went and went to the doctor or you, or let's say you were seriously ill and you went to the hospital, you, you might find out that there's no hospital coverage on that great insurance plan that you have or prescriptions or, I mean, anything. They could, of course, knock off the list and pre-existing conditions and all that because it's the the american healthcare system for those who live in civilized countries and watch and listen to the show and i know you're there um the american healthcare system is really can be boiled down to your money or your life and of course i have to answer ask the question how much longer are we going to take it I feel like we're on the precipice. We're not going to take it much longer because people are like sick of it. Um, the, the, and uh, well, you know what's happening in California. They're trying to pass a single payer and it looks pretty good. And also they're trying, I feel like it'll happen in New York. New York has the New York health act and that's advancing. But the sad part is uh, that unions are the the ones that are lobbying against it because they're again, I wish they would listen to the show because it's another divide and conquer tactic. These unions, I love unions. You know that we are, you know, unions built America. We thank you unions for the weekend. Thank you. But they this um i got mine sucks to be you bullshit is the part of what is tearing this country apart and i really i the other day i felt like i need to sit down not that it matters really i'm gonna write biden a letter <laughs> maybe i'll read it and i will explain that you know you you lament how divided we are but they purposefully divide us. And the division became, began long ago when European settlers, why can't I talk? European settlers came here with indentured servants and enslaved people. So the, their worry was, uh-oh, these, if these people realize that they are in the majority here in this new world... I mean, they, they could just rise up and take over. And if they, if they are united, if the indentured servants and the enslaved people got together, the um, 1% would be doomed. They were afraid that that would happen. So they started dividing the indentured servants, who were primarily white, against the enslaved people. They would give the indentured servants a little bit more just a little bit more freedom and uh, benefits, if you will. So they would say, hey, I got mine. Sucks to be you. And here we are. Really, here we are. Uh, you know what I've been thinking about a lot, too? Because this, if, you know, I say we will win. And I think, I believe we will because of everything that we talk about. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. I mean, that's... That's the truth. That's all. We are capable of functioning in this society. And when the more I watch television, you know, watch the corporate media, 
about our current event, I noticed, I'm sure you've noticed too, how when the people with darker pigment show up at protests, they're not going there with, with uh, zip ties and bear spray. You know, they're working within the system. And that's the way it's always been, even going back to the Civil War when during reconstruction when people with darker pigment were afforded the vote and um you know they did it legally and peacefully there was none of this there were no riots the it's the um people with darker pigment former enslaved people were working within the system and you see the the white devils just couldn't handle it so we had to endure again a another what hundred something years and of domestic terrorism and now they're at it again they've never stopped though but the the thing that's it's um uh, i don't know what the what the proper word is that is it's inspiring and also it might be fitting and suiting for the future generations to look back and see that if it weren't for these the the ancestors or the uh what's the what's the other word not the ancestors when you're you know the the future generations of the formerly enslaved people are the ones who will save this democracy and make it make it live up to the founding promises isn't that that to me is inspiring and it's also that's kind of a cool story as much as the all that pain turning that pain into the progress um it's pretty it's pretty incredible i am i making sense i'm not sure but i think that i don't know that's pretty that's pretty incredible if we can pull it off all right Let's see what's going on in this chat. We got people in the chat. Thank you, Shadow Star Ace, for your super chat. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. All right. Already out of the gate. That means a lot. I see Jeffrey Giraffe. Oh, my God. In the chat room. Welcome. And Mark. Mark from Sh Mark Middlestaff from Shaping Progress. Nice to see you. He's our millennial correspondent. He'll be calling in a little later. But first, let's... And also, I will open the phones if you feel like calling in. Bing, bong, boom, boom, bing, bong, bong, boom. I don't know why I'm dancing to that. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things on my mind. So let's hope I can formulate this into a show. That makes sense. You guys will keep me on track if if I fall by the wayside, which I often do, and you guys know it. But why do we elect the most, the stupidest people? That's the thing, right? This is a cacistocracy. That's what the Republicans want to, are well, they're putting in place. What is a cacistocracy? Let me get the exact cacistocracy. The exact definition is a government run by the worst, least qualified, or most unscrupulous citizens. The word was coined as early as the 17th century, and that's who they are. If you see the latest episode of American Greed is about 
that that uh, tax collector in in Florida, and just what a piece of wasted human DNA this person is and was. Well, is he's still alive? He's not in the position. But as as soon as he was appointed to this position, he had no business being. What's the guy's name again? It's, it's, let me look this up. Collector. Because it's escaping me. All the names. It's Matt's, Matt Getz's his friend. Um, another disgusting waste of human DNA that people cheer and vote for. What the hell is wrong with people? Well, um, I was reading a book by Brian Class, who's a associate professor of politics at where? University of College London and the host of an award-winning pod, oh, Power Corrupts podcast. He is the author of Corruptible, Who Gets Power and How It Changes Us. And I was reading slash listening to the book. Wait, hold on. It's really fascinating and interesting and great, and I highly recommend it. What's the guy's name? Tax Collector Florida... I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Somebody's going to... Oh, yeah, Joel Greenberg? Is it Joel? Yeah, Joel. You guys are great. But the latest episode of American Greed is about th- is his story. We, we talked about it here when it was going on, but it goes deeper into just how disgusting this person was and is for his entire life. He was born this rich little white privileged brat... And um, apparently they described that he was in a family. Uh, he's an underachiever in a family of overachievers. So whenever, whatever he got was given to him and he exploited it to feed his disease, his disease of being a disgusting waste of human DNA, a spiritually sick scumbag. No offense to scumbags. That's who they are. They're spiritually sick. How they how how can they not be? Look at their standard bearer, for God's sake. It's unreal. Um so yeah, it's isn't it fascinating? I mean, if I was living in New Zealand I would be writing ten page dissertations for a class about I mean it's like it's incredible. We're looking at it from far away, but living in it. God, it's unbelievable having to endure the the lies and the outright lies. The only good, the thing that gives me hope is that only, of course, the right-wing media continues to spread the lies, the big lie and every other lie in between. But other mainstream media outlets are calling it what it is filthy disgusting fascist lies they're saying the f word fascism they're pointing it out and they're saying it right to his face right to that filthy disgusting con man's face right let's see where's this goddamn article Matt Getz may be indicted. Mark C. on the chat says, maybe the arc of history theory can really manifest. Yes, I know. He's in, he's in deep shit because that Joel Greenberg character is a scumbag and he wants to save himself. And he has, and the 
the charges against Greenberg are, it's like a laundry list of federal offenses. This guy was busy and he's a, he's a scumbag. They can't, they can't, um, they can't operate within the boundaries of a constitutionally limited democratic republic. They can't because they're inadequate. So they have to cheat. They're also spiritually sick. So they need to feed that rapacious, um, black hole that substitutes for a soul. So they need to stuff as much shit in there, um, as much underage, um, you know, sexual assaults against underage girls, as much, uh, do you know, don't you know who I am? You know, as much as they can handle. It's never enough. That was much money, as much uh, shit, as much stuff. Of course, all while proclaiming their love of Jesus. Right? That's why it's it's almost, it's, uh, uh, it's unbearable sometimes, the hypocrisy. I don't know how they don't buckle under the weight of hypocrisy, but that goes to show you how spiritually sick they are. They know they're full of shit. They do. They're, they're suffering. And it kind of reminds me, when I was in the grips of active addiction, you know, you know you fucked up, but you can't help it. So until you get help, until you break it, break down and say, I need help. There's nothing wrong with that. Get fucking help. This is what I say. I wish that Republicans would just simply get the help they need instead of inflict it on this society. That's the society that so many fought, bled and died to entrust to us. Let me see. This is one, I want to read this article by Brian Class to get us started, if I can find it. I have it in my list. Let me go through it. Boom, bum, ba, da, ba. Here it is. Good. <clears throat> That's why I need a producer. But it's, we do it anyway. The show's not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not looking very perfect now. But, you know, we do it anyway. That's, that's, uh, I always say that's how I got clean, too. I did it anyway. Even though I didn't want, you know, I wanted to, but I didn't think I could. And, uh, because I had been using my entire life, really. So. And I didn't think I could stop drinking of everything. At least, I, I really kind of was trying to get it down to once a week when I went to, when I sought help. I just wanted to learn how to drink successfully. <laughs> it wasn't working. So, but then, you know, you got to surrender. That's what I think about these goddamn filthy Republicans. Surrender to win. You don't have to fight. Stop lying. Stop being a greedy waste of human DNA. Stop following the worst people. And you want to know somebody? Look at their friends. But also look at who they admire. All of the worst people. And we've discussed it before. I mean, I think it's just it's just because I, we all can't believe it. I keep asking, what the hell? Why? Oh, they said, in fact, what the hell? I was listening to Tom Hartman. Hold on. I'll lower this. Since we don't really have to pay attention. 
the music cues on on uh, the weekday show. But now, well, the Friday show, I have to stick to the schedule because of progressive voices. But it's, I just can't. I keep wondering, and I guess we keep lamenting and asking, what the hell of all the people on Earth that you want you want to be a dictator? It's him. It's that. It's the con man with the fake university and the multi-level marketing vitamin scam. The serial bankrupt con man. So rich he pays porn stars in installments. To Well, after he's trying to silence the porn star for, well, he, after, if that's what you want to call it, um, while his wife was recovering from childbirth. Eh. He needed somebody to stick his smaller-than-average Mario Kart-looking uh, mushroom. I don't know. Poor, poor Stormy Daniels. Jesus Christ. All right, let's get let's stop let's stop thinking about that. So Brian Class writes in the Washington Post. I thought that January 6th would prompt a Republican rethink. I was wrong, and he's the author of. Uh, the the book where we're going to discuss who gets power and uh, what is it called? Corruptible? Something like that. Hold on. All right. So he writes, A year ago, like millions of Americans, I watched in horror as hundreds of pro-Trump insurrectionists stormed the Capitol to try to subvert American democracy. As the dust settled and the Capitol was secured after the siege, I felt an an unexpected emotion, a strong feeling of optimism. I I thought that way too. I thought this is it. They're going to abandon that con man. And finally, like Obama said, the fever will break. Give me a break. It hasn't broken. In fact, it's gotten worse. So Brian Class writes, I thought that this terrible tragedy could serve as a clarifying moment, but I was wrong. That's not because I was naive about how dangerous the insurrection was. The peaceful transfer of power is the bedrock of democratic government, and that's not what we got. We are extremely lucky that the violence wasn't much worse. It's a miracle and a testament to the brave police officers that no members of Congress was killed by the mob, and you know that they would have killed if they got their hands on anyone, any member of Congress or Senator, they would have murdered them. You don't build a gallows. You don't take bear spray, cattle prods, zip ties. You don't put pipe bombs in front of yeah, political party headquarters, unless you're a filthy, disgusting, anti-American fascist. Okay, back to the article. Brian Class writes, I had repeatedly warned that something like the insurrection would happen. In May 2020, I tweeted, if Donald Trump loses, there's a real possibility he will reject the results, absurdly claim it was rigged, and say he's the victim of the deep state. And he will send that message to some people who are heavily armed, which could prove deadly. That same month in the post, I posted the following question. 
What will happen if Trump loses and then takes to Twitter to say he actually won? It's not that hard to see how deadly that could become. My commentators and columnists dismiss such arguments as alarmist hyperbole before the 2020 election. And that's what, um, what's his name? Michael Cohen also said, if Trump loses, there will not be a peaceful transfer of power. And he was right. But there was nonetheless good reason to feel optimistic about January 6th. Finally, the mask was off. The authoritarian monster was impossible to ignore. Finally, Trump and his acolytes had gone too far. Finally, I thought there would be some Republican backlash. At first, there was. Lindsey Graham famously said, Count me out. Enough is enough. I'm done. We had a good run. Kept fucking over people. You know, uh, it was great. Funneling more money into the arms of people who will never spend it in a million lifetimes. But I got what I needed. I got what's mine, what's coming to me. You know, power and money and and TV appearances. And I got to hang out in, you know, wine caves and shit. Mitch McConnell stood before the Senate and told his colleagues that the vote to certify Joe Biden's victory was the most important he would ever cast. Even Trump's most zealous Fox News Trump cheerleaders um, put down their pom-poms for a moment to distance themselves from the January 6th attack. I, like many others concerned about the future of American democracy, had long awaited for such a moment. Now we thought party elites could start to disavow the most authoritarian extremists in their base. And they, they had that chance. They did. That was the perfect out for all of them. They could have stick, to, stick together, right? We stick together, we win. They could have gotten together, banded together, and expelled the, uh, the, the waste of human DNA out of the party. Fuck it. Fuck those goddamn bottom feeders. Nazis. That's who they are. Disgusting Nazis incapable of functioning in democracy. But now they have their heroes and they're being validated. So if we don't respond to... This is me talking, not Brian Class, but he says the same thing. If we don't respond with the same force and more... That's what I'm afraid of, that the Republicans, they, they are what they are. They're fascists. They are o- trying to overthrow this constitutionally limited democratic republic and replace it with a sham republic with uh, where they run and rig everything. They rig the elections. Everything that they project, that's what they're up to. Everything they say. Because, you know, oh, Democrats are doing this. Democrats are um, authority. You, uh, this is what I love because this, they, they try the reverse psychology constantly. And it, it's also a way of nullifying the alarm by saying, I'm not an authoritarian. You are. Democrats are authoritarian because of what? What's the, what do they point to? Oh, the vaccine mandate that we've had. We've had vaccine mandates since, literally since the beginning of the country. 
and we've discussed it before. Our first vaccine mandate was signed into law or put into action, however you phrase it, by George Washington. You know, the father of the country. He mandated a, the polio vaccine for the entire Continental Army at a time when vaccines were administered by cutting your skin with an infected knife. And uh, people did get sick. That's the thing. Everyone got sick. It's not like it is now. They don't inject you with a live virus. The, I mean, I'm not a virologist, but the other thing is we don't, you know, they don't cut you under the skin with an infected knife. The, the reason they did it that way was because they, they figured out that if you were infected through the skin, you had a less deadly strain of the sickness or whatever. Um, and so that's what they did. But people actually died <laughs> from the vaccine. Not like now. People did die and everybody got sick. And in fact, it was a very, um, it was a clandestine operation because the, they didn't want the British Army to find out that the, Ameri the Continental Army was down for the count because of the vaccine. <sighs> but... So we can argue that the United States wouldn't even be a thing if not for a vaccine mandate. So I hate them. We can also, we don't need to argue that. That's just a fact. And I'm sick of them. But more than that, we are sick from them. The country's sick because of this out-of-control, conservative, fascist, goddamn bunch of assholes who are incapable of functioning in a democracy. It's really what it's about. They don't like black people, right? They don't like people with darker pigment. And just like the way back in the 1600s, the first European settlers pulled their dirty tricks to divide and conquer, they're still up to it. Same old shit. It's so tedious because they fall for it. That's what sickens me because you don't have to fall for it. Just like you don't have to go along with you know, uh, Mitch McConnell's coup. Amy Coney Barrett bitch and uh, everyone else, Kavanaugh, right? Gorsuch, they don't have to go along with the coup. All right. Back to, this is uh, Varian Class's article. I and many others concerned about the future of American doc democracy had long awaited for such a moment when the Republicans disavowed their glorious dim leader. Now, we thought, party elites could start to disavow the most authoritarian extremists in their base. Republicans had the excuse they needed. Trump would, would continue to howl, but it would increasingly be lost in the wind, or so we hoped. It was over in a week. Within days, most Republicans had returned to the Trumpian fold. McConnell stopped speaking out. Graham went from, count me out, to... There's no way we can achieve our goals without Trump. And the Fox News host, who had privately implored the, the freak. Oh, hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Sit here and be good. Ladies and gentlemen, Tara Jr. Jr. Are you going to be good? 
All right. Yeah, let's give him a scratch. It's good for our blood pressure. Good boy. Okay, you're a good boy. There we go. Don't you feel better? <laughs> I know, I do. It's really true. They're good for your blood pressure. Maybe, I mean, my blood pressure's high, but... We got a bot? Oh, I, I'm seeing... Uh, I went back to the chat. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Bot alert. We got a bot? Where's Haiku? Is he here? Show me which one. I don't think Haiku... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is Haiku here? I don't see him. But which is the bot? Bot, bot, bot. Oh, there you are, Haiku. I see you. Thank you. If we have bots, how do they find us? Well, that's a good sign. They're sending bots to us. It means that they're they're paying attention. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, the hope that January 6th might mark the GOP's break with Trumpian, Trumpian authoritarianism was dead. A year on, there's no cause for optimism that the GOP will snap back from extremism. We must now grapple with a stark reality. If a violent authoritarian insurrection wasn't enough to break Trump's despotic spell, it's hard to imagine what would be enough. It's, well, nothing. It's done. The Republican Party is done. And we either destroy them legally and peacefully and send them to history's trash pile where they're comfortable. They want to be there. They want to be in the, in the dung heap of history with the rest of the filthy fascists. That's the only kind of world they can take. So we have to send them there quickly. Legally and peacefully, but yeah, they got to get there. We got to, we have to respond to them as uh, without apology, really. So, Brian Class writes the Republican Party is now an authoritarian party, and for a variety of reasons, that is unlikely to change anytime soon. The only realistic fixes involve a systemic reforms involves systemic reforms aimed at restoring functionality to our democracy. Absolutely. And who's standing in the way of that? Two other basic bitches. Especially, I, I'm not going to go on again about Kristen Sinema. She really irritates me. Her, her uh, we've talked about it, the bisexual thing, that irritates me too. That is everything. It says everything. Because it's, that's exactly who she is. She's just an attention whore. No offense to sex workers, but that's really who Kristen Cinema is. And she's not really, I mean, she's just, who, everybody could say you're bisexual, really going out on a limb there, bitch. But she's looking for attention. I'm the first bisexual. What the, who fucking cares, by the way? Who cares? Oh, first openly bisexual. Get the F out of here. She's so full of it. She's just an open, openly narcissistic. That's it. She thinks that makes her unique somehow. That's, what it, that's why it irritates me. It doesn't seem, you know, it's not, who cares? Shut up. 
God. I don't know. Is that my own biases? Maybe. I don't know. Not really. I don't really know the whole bisexual world. But to me, I always think that bisexual is just like one, (laughs) you know, well, it's my own experience was I was bisexual for a while because I was, I was homophobic, you know, I couldn't be a full on gay. So I had to think, okay, if I'm just half, maybe I can be, maybe I'll be acceptable that way. Or somehow that I can be half, half a dyke. And I can say that because I am a dyke. I can't, I can say it. But it's just, shut up. Have any, have we seen her with any girlfriends or anything? No. She's bisexual. She's just a freaking attention whore. Who cares? Bisexual. All right. All right. Stop it. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, Ed the Second says, are you watching the Trans Jeopardy champ? Yes, I, I don't know, I'm watching it, but I've seen her, which is great. Oh, the Republicans. What a world. They're not built for the modern world. They hate the modern world. That's what it is. Modernity has left them behind. And that's why we, if you really want to go Psych 101 on them, they that whole left behind series of books that's why that was so popular because they're the ones being left behind and they have anxiety about it they don't they can't evolve they they refuse to because it's also a group think and if you if you evolve and then you become that rugged individual they they got something for you and it ain't um welcome to the fold it's get the f out that's why they're all the same. You got to be the same in this fascist death cult. You got to love the authoritarian con man. You got to beg for trickles. Oh, we'll get to this. Okay. Um, the only realistic fixes involve systemic reforms aimed at restoring functionality to our democracy, but aside from some modest voting rights legislation that is currently struggling to make it through Congress, most of the necessary sweeping changes aren't even being considered. It's a bleak outlook for a broken country. The last best hope, then, is for real accountability. The Biden administration, the Justice Department, and the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack have a duty to impose consequences on those who try to destroy our system of government. Now, one year after trying to find hope in one of the darkest days in our modern history, I'm again flirting with a hint of that same feeling. We're not going to push the Republican base away from authoritarianism. That battle is lost. But maybe, just maybe, Democrats will finally insist on the legal and criminal accountability, not just for those who stormed the Capitol, but for those who sent them there. And he writes, or perhaps that is yet another pipe dream. And... Um, this morning when I was listening to Stephanie Miller, um, she had somebody on that was good. Really? This is um, getting on my nerves. Now the pundits are scolding us for expecting the Justice Department to do something. 
of we because he was saying we don't know what they're doing the the wheels of justice churn slowly and all this shit i've been hearing this but why is steve bannon out there walking free now you tell me me you anybody if we defied a congressional subpoena we would would i be on my podcast right now absolutely not they allow this this filthy disheveled scumbag to to spread his lies to continue to spread lies walk flouting openly flouting his defiance for uh, for the law now what the hell message does that send it also says that it's um you're you're goddamn impotent really the government is impotent to do anything about these disgusting wastes of life and dna but you know um in that book here i want to play this if tara jr can get off the keyboard for a second oh no tara jr jr he's a junior's junior where the heck is it? All right. I told you guys. I need... Oh, my God. River, thank you for your super chat. And thank you, Matt M, for your super chat. F the fascist. Yep. Fuck them. Not literally, because they suck in bed. Not that I know by experience. But in order to not suck in bed, you... You can't be a selfish prick. So that's really the secret. And that's why Trump sucks. And they all suck. They think uh, they're just God's gift, right? To the planet. Tara Jr., what are you meowing at? All right. Come here. That's it. You cranky bastard. He gets cranky. He's got something, skin allergies. And I think something's wrong with his back. When I scratch down there, he gets very like, get away from this, from the back. Oh, he's under a doctor's care. He's just a, he's just a brat, really, too. He's a brat. Because he's the boss. He real he knows that he's the boss. And he, he abuses his power. Talking about cacistocracy. No, he's not. It's not a cacistocracy in here. He's just. He needs um, to stop abusing me. <laughs> really? Have you ever been abused by a cat? I, wh- what the hell? Why do I allow it to continue? It's bizarre. All right. Why? Tell me why. I had this window open. I'm looking for it. I don't care. This is it. This is the way it is. That's the show. I'm going to show you what I have to do. Look. I'm looking for this particular article. Okay, that's you and me. And it's going to be worth the wait, I tell you. Now that's us. We'll put that here. <laughs> oh, fuckity fuck. Look at all these windows open. Let's close that. Let's close that. 
whatever. I don't know. Mark Middlestad is supposed to call in, but... Oh, look at that. A picture of Trump. Horse face, low life, fat, ugly. How the president demeans women. Well, this was written back then. Yeah, actually, while I look for this article, uh, I want to play Trump on on NPR. What a what a scum! And this is validation that we're fighting a fascist coup. There's no doubt. Boom, bam, Don't worry. Oh, brother. It's okay. The show is great. This is the best liberal talk show. It is. What the fuck? Why can't I play it? Here we go. No, I think it's an advantage because otherwise they're going to do it again in 22 and 24. And Rounds is wrong on that. Totally wrong. Uh, if you look at the numbers, if you look, you at, look at the here, findings in like nobody's Arizona, if, if you, you look, look at what's going whoops, on in sorry. Georgia, Pennsylvania, <laughs> if you and look, Wisconsin, look, by look, the way, look. and take a look at Wisconsin, look at there, look at this, look at that. finding things that nobody thought possible. This was you a corrupt. I hate them. This is what they do. This is what they do on the corporate media. Look at this. Look at that. They don't have actual facts. They just say shit, and you're like, oh, look at here, look at that. What the fuck am I looking at? Point it out. Show me. Well, when they go to court, and the court, they don't, they, they, you can't go in front of the judge and say, look at this judge, look at that, and have no evidence. So when they go to court, they get laughed out of court, and they get dismissed with prejudice saying get it get the fuck out of here with this shit that's really the judicial equivalent of what they're saying when they dismiss your suit with prejudice they're like get the fuck out of here with this bullshit that's what that is i have the headset on wrong okay Look at this. Look at that. If you look over here, if you look there, it's like this, like nobody ever seen. And and uh, the Republicans, will, whenever they don't like anything, they'll say, oh, that's unconstitutional. Well, point it out, bitch. You got nothing to back it up. They never do because they're like, oh, and then they want their idiots to go out like repeating the bullshit, it's unconstitutional, it's unconstitutional. Well, point it out. They have their little pocket constitution. They don't know effing crap about this country. They don't know that, I mean, they're, 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 they're disgusting. I just have to point out Doug Logan to name one of the states that you just named. Doug Logan, who ran the audit in Arizona that was set up by your allies, didn't find serious problems. This is a quote. The ballots that were provided to us to count in the Coliseum very accurately correlate with the official canvas numbers. He raised a bunch of administrative issues, but didn't find a problem that would have changed the result at all. The ballots may correspond, but look at the ballots themselves. Look at them. The number look at of them. ballots doesn't mean anything. If you it's look at who them. Who signed the ballots? Where did the ballots come from? What you really have to do... Oh, what about all the fraudulent electoral... Whatever, that um, all these filthy Republicans signed fraudulently. The What was that? Rachel Maddow. I don't know what it, I can't remember what it was called. When they sent the electoral vote, let's see. 
scums. Yeah, forged election documents. Unbelievable. Why are they not in jail? All those assholes, we have their signatures on these fraudulent documents aimed at overturning democracy. We have an amendment in the Constitution, you know, that stops traitors, people who are involved in insurrection. It stops them from running for office. So this is all of them. They must be barred from public office. They're unfit because they're goddamn filthy fascists who tried to overthrow the government. But you look at this, you look at that. Well, I'll look at the Constitution, right? Look at it. I'll show you. Look at it. Well, point it out, right? Reporters, look at the findings. And the findings, findings? are devastating for Arizona. They're devastating like no... Tell us. Tell us what the findings are. Oh, you don't have any actual specifics. It's just, look at this. That's devastating. It's devastating. Take my word. Like, take my word, assholes, you Trump network vitamin scam. If you pee in this cup, you send your pee to Donald Trump and fake doctors will send you some non-FDA fake vitamin pills supposedly formulated for your specific body, whatever the hell. Bullshit. A bullshit scam where everybody lost money except the con man. He's a piece of dirt. He's not even a waste of human DNA. He's a waste of dirt. He's seen before. Why did, why did, your, nobody's ever seen. Why did Republican officials in Arizona accept the results then? Because they're rhinos, and frankly, oh. a lot of people are questioning that. Why would they? They fought very hard, the Maricopa County people. And uh, people don't understand Liar. it because all you have Scum. to do is look at the findings. And, and just so you know, Un- some of those people went before fit. Congress uh, a short while ago, Not and they were grilled a by— scum. Uh, Congressman Biggs, you ought to take a look at their testimony. They weren't able to answer anything. He made them look like fools. They couldn't answer a thing. Mm -hmm. They got up and gave a beautiful statement. And then when it came time to ask why this, why that, (laughs) what about these votes, what What about about those votes, they looked like total fools. Let me uh, read you some short quotes. The first is by one of the judges, one of the 10 judges you appointed who ruled on this. And there were many judges, but 10 who you appointed. Brett Ludwig, U.S. District Court in Wisconsin, who was nominated by you in 2020, he's on the bench and he says, quote, this court allowed the plaintiff the chance to make his case and he has lost on the merits. Another quote, Corey Langhofer, your own campaign attorney in Arizona, November 12, 2020, quote, we are not alleging fraud in this lawsuit. We are not alleging anyone stealing the election. And also Rudy Giuliani, your lawyer, November 18, 2020 in Pennsylvania, quote, this is not a fraud case. Your own lawyers had Unreal. no evidence of fraud. They said in court the they had no evidence of fraud. Too. And the judges ruled against you every human. time on the merits. It was too early to ask for fraud and to talk about Bullshit. fraud. He said that because of the fact it was very early. Con the, man. Because that was obviously Scum. at a very, very, that was a long time ago. Very, very? The things that have found out have more than bore out what people thought and what people felt and what people found. What people? Uh, when you look at Langhafer, I disagree with him as an attorney. I did not think he was a good attorney to hire. I don't know what his game is, but I will just say this. You look at the findings, you look at the number of votes, go into Detroit, 
And just ask yourself, is it true that there are more votes than there are voters? Look at Pennsylvania. Look at Philadelphia. Is it true it's that like there were far more votes a rake than on there a were voters? It is look not true that there were far more It is not true that there were far more votes than voters. There was an early count. I've noticed you've talked about this in rallies, and you've said reportedly this is true. I think even you know that that was an early report that was corrected later. Well, you take a look at it. You take a look at Detroit. In fact, they even had a hard time getting people to sign off on it because it was so out of balance. They called it out of balance. So you take a look at it. You know the real you truth, look Steve. look here. And this election was a rigged election. Why is it that you think that the vast majority of your allies in the United States Senate are not standing behind you? We did have that statement by Mike Reynolds. Because Mitch McConnell is a loser. And frankly, Mitch McConnell, if he were uh, oh on the other God. side and if Schumer were put in his position, he would have been fighting this like you've never seen before. Mm. He would have been fighting this because when you look at it and this oh, is long, is a long way from over. You take a look at what's going on now in Pennsylvania. Take a look at what's yeah, going on in look. Wisconsin. Yeah, look, look, look. You just take a look. Now, we had a lot of cases look, where look, the look. judges wouldn't hear them. We had a case in Nevada. That was so good. When you read the papers, it's impossible. The judge refused to even listen to it. We had many cases. In fact, they say, and I can't testify because it's been through a lot of systems, a lot of different systems, but they say, and they say very strongly, the judges just, nobody's really gotten a chance. So look, look at the United States oh, Supreme wow. Court. They refused to hear the case. And you had, I they guess, said there was no standing to give the case. That's correct. Well, Can yeah, I just no ask? No standing. I know. No standing. And the president of the United States supposedly you're didn't have standing either. You're not the president. You're the so-called president. So I wanted president. to file it myself. They said, sir, you don't have standing. I said, wait a minute. I'm the president of the no, United States. They you're just rigged an the election. On the Hundreds on the of scum. thousands of votes in different states. They just rigged an election. Oh, we got, we got oh, haiku a is number tyranny. Of votes that They're saying I think haiku. you'll agree. No sitting president has ever yes, gotten a number of votes. Yes, it's tyranny on the terabuster. No sitting president has ever gotten a lot of lot of sitting president. Do you, I, nobody believes. It, you think Biden no, got 80 like, million no, votes? It's, it's true, I don't believe it's it. true that you got more got than any sitting, sitting president in, in the election you disputed. How come um, he couldn't? If I can, Mr. Biden, President, Mr. President. Let me ask you this question. How come Biden couldn't attract 20 people for a crowd? How come when he went to speak in different locations, nobody came to watch? But all of a sudden, he got 80 million votes. If nobody believes If you forgive me, maybe because nobody the election was that. about you. If I can just Boom. move on to ask, That's are you right. telling Republicans like in 2022 ever seen. that they must press your case on the past election in order to get your endorsement? Is that an absolute? They're going to do whatever they want to do. Whatever they have to do, they're going to do. But the ones that is smart, the ones that know, you take a look at, the ones again, that you take a look at how look. Carrie Lake take is doing, running Trump for governor. She's take very a look big at on this issue. She's leading by a lot. Every People other have no idea how business. big this issue is, and they don't want it to happen again. Take a look it at the It shouldn't be allowed stands. to happen, and they don't want it to happen again. And and the, the only way it's not going to happen again is you have to solve the problem of the presidential rigged election You're of 2020. One more question. I want to ask about a court hearing yesterday on January 6th. Judge Amit Mehta, he's gone. Destroyed. Okay. Oh, he's gone. The little baby couldn't take the truth. That's a hallmark of fascism. Poor little baby. Somebody challenged him with the truth, and he couldn't take it, just like he can't handle democracy, and the rest of the filthy fascists can't handle it either. 
They can. They are incapable. I've been saying it for years. Republicans are incapable of functioning in a free democratic society. That's why they want to destroy it. You just, you want to take a look? Take a look at the history of domestic terrorism against people legally and peacefully voting. These filthy right-wing fascist pricks can't handle democracy. It's always been that way. But the good news is they're the minority. They always have been. That's why they have to rig rig the... They hate democracy. Rig democracy. Throw it out. They hate it. They've said it. And I'm sick of Democrats who, for, for years, they played along with this bullshit. They try to appease Republicans. You can't appease snakes. A snake is a snake. Appease. That's what they did. They tried to quote Reagan at them, even though Reagan's a freaking terrorist traitor who committed treason by negotiating behind the back of a sitting president to hold American hostages. Keep those hostages. And when I get in there... I'll give you a lot of arms, you know, I'll arm you to the teeth so future generations can go f- die, die in the, uh, the next war of corporate aggression. Scums. Well, if we legally and peacefully destroy these fascist bastards... We might have a functioning democracy, but the Democrats got to let go of their corporate teat as well. They have to start, stop suckling the corporate teat. You can't be friend. You can't be um, like Hillary Clinton when they were asked during when Bernie and Hillary were debating, and they asked, "Do you want to be uh, the senator from Main Street or Wall Street or whatever?" And she's like, I hope I'd be the senator for both. Well, you can't. Because in spite of what Obama would tell us, which is was bullshit at the time and remains bullshit, the um, Wall Street and Main Street do not rise and fall together. Wall Street rises and Main Street... Main Street is always effed up. What? He's texting me. All right, I have to get back to this. Sorry. So annoying. Fuck off. (sighs) Relax. Yes, Wall Street and Main Street do not rise and fall together. Main Street is... Suffering and Wall Street's doing just fine. It always did fine and well. And regardless of what happened on Main Street, Main Street were that's what they considered the the Paris, you know, the the hosts, excuse me, from which to suck profit and discard. Wait a minute.
Ugh. Sorry, guys. This is a great show, right? <laughs> Silence. Silence on the line. <clears throat> All right, let me show you. Wait, I wanted to play this because why the fuck not? Everything. Now I'm distracted and I can't find everything. Well, God damn it. You might as well call in, Matt. I mean, uh, Mark Matt. I'm looking at Matt. <laughs> I'm looking at Matt's name. There's a Matt. Mark. Mark is so wonderful. It is hard for the rest of the world to understand him. That's a quote from Judy Garland, by the way. The Judy tapes. Have you ever seen that? When she was it's very sad. She was drunk. Do you have the number, Mark? I got to get it for you. Because Mark Middlestadt, our millennial correspondent, was calling in. Thank you, Shadowstar Ace, <laughs> giving me some encouragement. Are you fine? You are fine. You are fine. So let me see. Where's the fucking thing? And the, Look at the cat while I do this. It's just staring at me. Stare, stare. <laughs> Thank you, Errol Thomas. Wait, somebody is texting me. I don't know who this is. All right, so uh, someone's fucking wrong numbering me and bothering me. It's like texting me. Are you up for a call? I'm like, who the fuck is this? Do I know you? Who are you? What are you? Why are you bothering me? Who? The and then I said, is this so-and-so? And they were like, who? So I guess it's a wrong number. And thank you, Errol Thomas. Errol says, hey, Tara, happy belated New Year. Got my booster shot two evenings ago. By the way, what's a perfect New Year's resolution for Republic clowns and their voters? Whew. I don't know. To evolve, maybe? A New Year's resolution? They don't, they won't, it won't matter. They won't listen. Oh, you're in. You're in, baby. You're in. Mock. Are you there? Hey, Tara. <laughs> The beautiful hey. Mark Middlestat from Shaping Progress, our millennial correspondent, is on the line. Nice to hear you, Mark. How is how's it going? What's happening in in Seattle? Nice to hear from you, Tara. Um, <laughs> not much. The the technical difficulties. Oh yeah, have been right. A bit what underwhelming. Happened? Yes. Yeah. So last week, Mark launched a live show. Uh, for shaping progress and there are a lot of audio issues a lot of um yeah crackling and so i i don't know i thought it was the latency on youtube but it doesn't seem to be that yeah. i don't know we have to get to the bottom of it because that's yeah exactly i think it must be maybe it is ecamm but I had to have numerous calls with the guy i'll get you his number after the show oh, and he did a screen so share much. and went through everything so and he was able to fix oh stuff so hopefully he can do that for you 
and we'll yeah. get to the bottom of it because you, we we need you your important voice and everything that you're talking about this is how we will win we have to overwhelm the the message we got to get the the truth out the message the progressive message the the fact that the that the united states is a progressive experiment you know republicans yeah. don't like that they don't want to hear that they think that yeah. um jesus uh is inspired thomas jefferson to write they really do i've heard this to, yeah. hey 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 buddy i gotta put him back oh no he's acting like a brat a very cute brat <laughs> okay okay all right so sorry mark sorry to interrupt no it's all good no worries but um anyway hold on hold on so Mm-hmm. Tell me what what do you think we we can do um, about the the fact well that the Republicans all of them are lying you know they're yeah. sticking to the big lie and on one side you know we have uh, we're living in two different realities so yeah yeah and um, what do you I think? think I think. I, I was listening to the, um, the article you were reading earlier where mm-hmm. he ended it and said that that might be another pipe dream, too. Mm. Um, I I definitely take that to heart pretty frequently because I have a feeling that if we wait around for the more centrist, the more corporately attached um, Democrats will be waiting forever at this rate. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling it requires all the true progressives manning together mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there obviously aren't many and they're very few and far between the ones that do want to unite, especially. Um, but I think as with many other, as with the historical precedent, I think we could definitely do a lot more good with just the, just the true, truly mm-hmm. understanding, um, group of people than we could with with mm-hmm. also the centrists attached you know so god i know yeah. well it's it's really alarming because you know Kristen cinema and joe manchin are still standing mm-hmm. in the way of what we need mm-hmm. to do my my dream is we well we are successful with fixing voting making federal regulations for voting Right. Make um, election day a holiday. Ensure mm-hmm. automatic registration. Things like that. And mm-hmm. um, the Republicans are standing in the way, of course, because they don't want democracy. But if we, and also, we got Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin now. It's yeah. to think that this country will will fall to authoritarian because of those two clowns. Those selfish pricks. Well, I mm. I do think it's also, I do think it's been a team effort on right. both That's the Republicans true. and the Democrats' part. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know this is exactly what Joe Biden, as out of touch as it is, I know that the, the Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin are exactly what he wants because mm-hmm. uh, they they're they're easy for us to scapegoat all of those problems onto, but. The truth is Joe Biden could do 
a lot to repair this country on his own tomorrow. Mm. And he, do, he doesn't want to. And if Kamala and Pete were to get in uh, instead of him, they wouldn't want to either. Right. What do you, um, what do you and, think, what could he do? Do you, like, just as a president? Are you talking about executive yeah. orders on certain things? Yes. Um, I mean, we watched Trump, like, Right. Create an entire new branch of the military. Right. So oh, obviously, uh, so stupid. You know, they they do have a certain amount of power in those executive orders. Right. And uh, if we're talking about, if we're because you know, Joe Biden's government seems to be almost almost even smaller than Trump's government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Not only do we need to look at expanding different powers mm-hmm. of the government, yep. but expanding how the government's supposed to interact with the people. I um, am a really big fan of uh, of a political uh, activist, and she was a candidate in uh, in 2020. Um, uh, Marianne Williamson is her name, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and yeah. um, she always advocates for a Department of Peace. Yes, and um, she also advocates for a, a Bureau of Children within mm. that Department of Peace where um, their sole goal is to promote peace and right. um, well-being and hmm. then to make sure that the peace and well-being of children is being taken into account by the rest of the state governments. And um, that that would only get us so far, but certain measures like that and Obviously, also we have we do have crumbling infrastructure, mm-hmm. but there have been many things done about that through executive order in the past. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure the Civilian Conservation Corps was through executive order too. I could be wrong about that, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not even sure. the programs that. like that. Yes. Um, those I know those can be done through executive order, even if that one wasn't particularly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff's really important. I think the, yeah. the trick is that the end goal that we have is so far removed right. from right. this and, reality. Yeah. It takes so many steps. Yeah, it's really revolutionary. And they're but they they see this is the thing about the American people not knowing the history of this country and they mm-hmm. really don't do so as, um i just looked it up at the ccc that um it was passed by legislation so roosevelt made his okay. request to congress on march 21st 1933 the legislation mm-hmm. was submitted to congress the same day congress passed it by voice vote on march 31st 10 days later oh. and roosevelt wow. signed it how efficient I know because it was an oh. emergency and it needed to happen immediately mm-hmm. yesterday when those filthy disgusting fascist Republicans well at the time were sitting in the White House saying um, this is just the turn of the cycle you know the bread lines everything yeah. this is just the free market at work so because yep. we're nothing to this supposed free market and uh, yeah. a couple well, so it's only free for the one percent right too, as right. we know oh my god not wait, free wait. for any of the rest of us i got so. a sh- what, what was this thing i was just w- looking at robert reich um something on robert reich's page on his twitter oh. page and it w- it's so 
sad because he was he did a video i'm just going to his page now maybe we can play it because he did a video about um responding to some of the the um tweets he would get uh from people Mm -hmm. so he when he puts out his videos and he said you know i get people responding and um saying so when he tweets about how in Denmark they get months of maternity and paternity leave. Mm-hmm. Here in the United States, we get zero. And mm-hmm. and average people respond to him with uh, defending the system, saying, well, that's just, that's capitalism. That's just, you know, if you don't like it, you pull yourself up by your bootstrap. All that kind of yep. shit. All that bullshit, which confirms that these people have Stockholm Syndrome, that they don't yep. understand the history of this country, that they have an eight, that we, right now, have an eight-hour workday, five mm-hmm. days a week, because people died for that. When back, uh, right bef- before the, in the early part of the last century, the American people, the working class, they work seven days a week, sometimes 10 to 15 and more. I mean, 10 hours a day was a short day. Uh, they had company dorms. Yeah. And um, if it weren't for the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, where a hundred and over, I think, 147 or 41 wow. people died jumping out of windows because they were locked in, they didn't because the bosses didn't want them to steal anything, you know? Or take a break, yeah. and yeah. the American people. After that, uh, there were there was a strike. Well, because well, in a couple of weeks we're going to have somebody on the show. A a guy who's um, I, in fact he's one of my neighbors. I ran into him, Ooh. and he he's part of. And we started talking, and he's in the uh, in the labor chorus. The uh, so there's a chorus mm-hmm. for. Uh, unions and they go around and they perform at various events and they sing labor songs awesome. and talk about labor history yeah. and it's amazing but people don't even know this like there's a yeah. um an early america well back in the for the early part of the last century the there was a an immigrant Jewish woman who she and she's the one who inspired the something was, that was called the uprising of the twenty thousand after the Triangle yeah. Shirtwaist Factory fire, and they hey, it wasn't just that they marched in the street. Bosses sent goons to beat the shit out of her numerous times, yeah. and they broke her ribs. I mean, there was a a laundry list of of injuries constant this is this happened all the time and she yeah. went out uh she had her her ribs broken and her father she lived with her father and she um her father was like no you're not going you're not going because you're sick you need to rest and she was like i'm not they're not gonna win and she went back right back out there with broken ribs yeah so the, yeah. that's what happened. The, these people were dedicated, and they fought for uh, a, a decent middle class life. And it wasn't; yeah. it didn't come easy. The American people don't right. even know that. It's it's sickening. It really is. Right. So yeah, um, I I 
this over this last year, I spent months looking into different labor movements around the world, mm. and especially in America, mm, different great. strike movements. And something I notice is we can't. Obviously, there are like you were just talking about on Robert's Twitter. Um, there are there are like legions of those types of people and almost all of them I would say I'm not trying to make a too big of a blanket statement but almost all of them are upper middle class mm. um, <clears throat> and living yeah. well enough within their means to be able to look beyond that mm-hmm. what, what we're actually talking about and uh, the issue that we're going to have is there are a lot of millionaires and billionaires out there and there are a lot of those other types of people that I was just talking about, the supporters. But at the same time, all of them, we have to be able to look past them at a certain point and focus more on what what our, what our goals are and how we can actually make them happen using strikes and protests and right. that kind of thing. Right. Well, um, the, yeah, and, the people. Okay, sorry, guy. Continue. I'm sorry. No, I no. to cut you off. I, all I was going to say is um, it, it's uh, the reason that those people are growing in numbers, the supporters of that kind of stuff and the Trump supporters and everything, for instance, um, is because the millionaires and billionaires, the number is drastically dwindling constantly. And so they need a base to be able to support what they're saying, who doesn't understand it and all mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. And if we can get together and show them through some kind of um, – display of solidarity mm-hmm. how detrimental it could be if they continue ignoring the lower class um then i don't think we'll quite have that problem as much as all right. i was going to say yeah and that's yeah. that's really it we stick together we win that's that's how it yeah. works but they have us so divided and that's why the republicans and you know the elites who uh, pay them were really concerned about the Black Lives Matter movement because it it was yeah. everybody, and it is everybody, and mm-hmm. that's and why they had to vilify people, it as they always do. Yeah, those people. Um, I mean, I am in Oregon where there is a very there is a very close. Um, there are obviously more progressives and liberals here mm. than there are conservatives mm-hmm. just because of the um, because of the demographics rural versus uh, urban right. but um, when we're talking about those kinds of protests and those kind of uh, movements towards more more equality and more equity for everyone um, I have been at protests in Portland during that time where the Proud Boys and mm. the um, Chuds, as they called them, the fascists, um, yeah. were marching in um, essentially a huge parade directly right. towards those groups. And th- our right. the BLM protest group was sending people over to see how many there were. And I kept seeing them come back and report that there were none of none of them in comparison to our group i mean our group was thousands of people 
large. So those people who understood the importance of Black Lives Matter, um, like the uh, uh, Wall Street protests, too, mm-hmm. um, right. Occupy those Wall Street. people mm-hmm. will will be there to mobilize for this right. kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. there are way more of them than there are of the fashion. Right. I mean, they they can be very vocal on social media, but... Right, it's true. There are more of us. There are more, and there are more yep. people. That's why they have to vilify everything that that normal people do. When, when whenever yep. we propose or try, or fight for uh, living wages, health care, retirement security, they vilify it as mm-hmm. everything under the sun, except what it is, including communism everything fascism mm-hmm. uh now they're doing the they they've i guess gone again for the i know you are but what am i defense because yeah. they're fascists and it's on the mainstream media are calling them fascists and they're like they, they respond by calling democrats fascists oh that's fascist yeah. the vaccine mandate is fascist well i guess yep. george washington was fascist too to these pricks well right <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, at, at the same time, I have a feeling once the time comes when we all do band together, mm-hmm. um, we will be way more dedicated than they are. Right. Our, our message will be, you're killing us. And their mm-hmm. message will be, I know you are, but what am I? Right. That's just the right. You're killing us. Defense. Yes. Well, that's yeah, it. Exactly. And they're the ones who are armed yeah. and they're talking about um, – they have, as they always have been, they're the ones who are violent. If you just look in the history, in recent history, look at um, the when we were trying to pass Obamacare and they were uh, that 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 what's his name? The Sippy Street irregular asshole. You were probably li- you were little mm-hmm. at the time. So his name yeah. was what the hell was his name? It was something. Oh, yeah. Mark Vanderbow. He's dead now, but he, uh, mm-hmm. I wrote a whole article on him because he was, he was calling for violence. He was like, break their windows, break it now. And then people were going out like breaking mm-hmm. the windows of the Democratic Party offices. And that doesn't mm-hmm. stop. It hasn't stopped. We saw no. them try to, they, they set a, a bomb in one of the, what well, was it a bomb yet? It was like a firebomb in one of the Democratic yeah. Party offices. This is, I mean, it's not just yeah. one. It happens all the time. They are violent. And, they, and this, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. This, this is why we need to arm and train the left. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are 400 million guns in this country. Yeah. There are more guns than there all are right. uh, people. And also, I mean, the fact that more Democrats and progressives and liberals live in the city means that they can afford to live in the city right and you know in in many cases they can't but um of the ones who can those people can afford to arm themselves and that needs to be the message very soon right um definitely yeah well it's just that that this is they this is what they keep saying they're threatening us they're saying oh we have our second amendment and this and that's what they were Mm -hmm. saying when they were storming the capitol they're like we have a second mm-hmm. amendment what do you have they and they have that on tape yeah that's because uh, it's another a second thing. Amendment. yeah well they've they have been uh, it's the supreme court the the filthy fascist supreme court 
um, interpreted the Second Amendment as everybody can own a gun. Now they're going to do it again with this crew of illegitimate fascists. They're... This pisses me off because they're going to make it, uh, you guarantee, they're going to make it so the American people all can carry a gun, no matter what. Conceal, carry, and... But I don't get how um, a well-regulated militia translates into um, some asshole walking around Walmart with an M-16... Yeah, that's not a well-regulated militia. Governor's mansion. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, the well-regulated militia is the National Guard, that, and it pisses me off. These pricks are so confused, and nobody, nobody challenges them, even from the beginning. That's what, why we're in this boat. We have never finished yep. the work of reconstruction. Right back from that time, uh, yeah. they were, the, the conservatives got their way. All they had to do was sign a loyalty oath, and they were put back in the very positions that they, mm-hmm. that they had before the war. Same old scumbags, mm-hmm. same traitors. And I, I think uh, we've talked about it on the show. <laughs> when, when Lee surrenders to Grant... They should have arrested his ass if, if by yeah. the, for the very least. You know, I think he should have been executed, frankly. They should have sh- executed the yeah. traitors. You know, you know, instead, Grant said, yeah. go home and be, we're all Americans here. Be a good American. Fuck that. These pricks killed 500,000 yeah. Americans because they wanted to own human beings, these scumbags. Yeah. And then we had to endure... Um, you know, not me personally, but human beings had to endure a uh, hundred years in in counting of terrorism, domestic terrorism. Yeah, it's it's vile. Um, I I am all for arming and training the left, but just as much the case to these conservatives, especially the Second Amendment ones, it needs to be. What do we want to all do here? Do we mm. want to all start killing each other, or right. do we want to like try and work through this? Because well, the entire goal of the puppet show and the entire goal of the economy is to get us to stop from talking to each other. Right. And I know that even those Second Amendment assholes, which I've talked to a lot of them, um, mm. my age and way older than me, mm-hmm. um, veiled and not veiled, they don't their their uh their idea is is not necessarily a civil war yet you know they're um they're a little more inclined to try and to try and fix the country than i think we give them credit for sometimes why what are they um, saying you're who are you talking to <laughs> who are you talking uh, to who's the right wingers it's fine well not too many anymore, that's for sure, especially mm. after COVID. Mm-hmm. But of the adults that I have talked to, even the ones that have the um, QAnon types of uh, of tendencies, mm-hmm. they they look at those things that the Republicans have invented as the problem instead of the fascism, and the dots are almost connected for a lot mm. of them. Like, if they just knew who they were actually talking about, right. they would immediately be on our side. Mm. And it wouldn't be for the same reasons, you right. know, like 
we don't really take any convincing to go do these kinds of things. But yeah, yeah I think if we were to focus on, mm-hmm. you know, working with everyone, mm. we'd have a little more of a chance. But at the same time, we don't need to. Like, we just need to, uh, as a smaller group of people, create enough of a problem for everyone. Right. If we had, I, I kept seeing a meme uh, that said that the CDC, by shortening the, um, by shortening the quarantine time mm-hmm. from ten to five days, and then saying that it was because of the economy, essentially admitted that yeah. if a large enough number of people stopped working for ten days, we <laughs> a strike would work. Of course, so, it would. That's why yeah. they they have. This is why they've done it. They've divided and conquered us. That's why they the Republicans they they've they've promoted this gig economy right back when it started when Uber first came mm-hmm. and the people started um, working for these apps like indentured yeah. servants and yep the republicans would they touted it they had a th- and in fact the democrats did too when i think they had some kind of deal with uber at the time they and uber yeah. was new where they would take the the delegates to the convention they would drive them but it was part of a publicity stunt and yeah. But I re- always remember Romney sitting with a Uber driver doing a uh, some you know little propaganda saying this is great you're oh. your own boss you make your own oh. hours you are you know you're a rugged individual you're doing it you're showing us how you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get exploited by the one percent and yep. the only way um, and well that's why the Republicans love it because there's no the yeah, the bosses just they reap all the rewards and there's no responsibility they don't have to share the the um the profits of course you know you they throw yeah. you some pittance but everything is mm-hmm. as far as uber is concerned you know you're responsible it's your car it's your if it breaks down if something happens you're responsible and there's no security there's no if you're sick fuck it you de- you know, whatever. You don't get paid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, what do you um, do? If you, do I mean, get, if you get seriously sick, you're, what happens yeah. is people, what we, they end up relying on the government. And, um, you know, that social safety net is full of holes. That's for sure. But yeah. that's how it is. That's what corporate America does. They, they're the biggest welfare queens going. And it's tragic oh, yeah. that the American people, that many of the American people are so, they are so propagandized that they think that, um, I guess, begging for a trickle somehow makes them uh, less of, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They feel like they're on par with these people somehow, that if they praise them enough, somehow some trickling will happen. I don't really get it. It's uh, they, it's pretty pathetic, also, frankly. I yeah I so I live in a Portland is one of the whitest cities in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's over ninety percent of the population is white. Um, mm-hmm. I live in one of the most, uh, or right outside of one of the most affluent. Um, suburbs of portland and we we cannot afford to live here 
Mm. My family survives paycheck to paycheck. Mm. We are definitely working class. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad is a uh, is a, a gig worker. Mm. So mm. he he has to work a, a gig economy job mm. in addition to his right. regular job. Yeah. Well, so he works seven days a week. Jesus Christ! Um, I I hear you. I, I, I have the same. I mean, yeah. I'm in, I feel his pain. I tell you, I yeah. certainly do. I could not um I could not do this the podcast and everything that I'm trying to do if it weren't for like a couple of my uh, a couple of my very close. Uh, friends and kind of extended uh, relatives who've essentially been angel investors mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. So there is a huge veneer all around me of like affluence and, um, and all of that kind of mm. going with the economic um, thing, but it doesn't work at right. all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have talked to my parents before about what we need is a national strike. Yeah. And they're well aware that that's what I think. And, and what do they think? Their issue is when I talked to my dad about it once uh, recently, he said, um, he said, well, what are we going to do? The, what are, what are we going to do? How what are, are we going to get evicted? Uh-huh. Um, right. That's how it. are we going to be able to pay our bills? If some, yeah, like, if we I don't, don't think you strike. understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you understand what I'm talking about. If if those if the people if enough people went on strike, right. you wouldn't have the ability for people to collect our electric or water bills. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have. I mean, we rent this house, so that's not exactly our problem. Um, but those mortgage bills on the other house that, that we are renting out in order to live in this one, mm. um, the, the essentially all of the bills, all of the waste management, um, all of the insurance companies, I could, I could just keep going, mm-hmm. but the idea is that all of those companies should start breaking down. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. And, if that were to happen, we would have a very, very different country overnight. Right. I mean, people were like freaking out to buy toilet paper when COVID right. hit, but this this would blow that out of the water. So right. um, we well, have yeah. the strategy to win even without the numbers, even if we didn't have the numbers. It wouldn't take too many people to start doing that. To break yeah. this well, the thing when um, um, Clara Lemlich inspired the uprising of the 20,000 back in back in the day there they they took an oath so what happened was after the triangle shirtwaist factory fire the um workers uh, who survived and others the people were outraged and they had a giant meeting at cooper union and you can if you google yeah. it you could see pictures and um so the there were some union organizers there, but they were cons- more con- on the conservative sti- side, and they were trying to stress to the crowd to just uh, tamp it down. You know, the, you're getting too rowdy and too, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you're too angry. You gotta, you gotta just, you know, incremental change, incremental. And mm-hmm. Clara mm-hmm. Lemlich, who was uh, like a 21 years old. 
and she worked in the garment industry so she was being exploited and she knew it and but mm-hmm. she wasn't you know she wasn't somebody that was going to be shut up and she yeah. demanded the floor and got up there and and inspired the crowd to a general strike and uh, at the time it was over 36,000 people took the oath and they gave they they she made everybody raise their hand and say and it was uh, it's an adaptation of an of a Jewish prayer where may my hand may my arm wither if i violate my oath and yeah so they took that oath that they were all going on strike and um then 20,000 so out of the 36,000 20,000 actually mm-hmm. uh, around 20,000 went on strike and that's what they call the uprising of the 20,000 and it was for real cuz it forced the um the garment industry to to concede uh, you know 8 hour work day we want all uh, I mean, yeah. and and they had modest demands too like we want to be able to go to church on sunday cuz yeah. at the time in the Triangle Shirtwaist factory, there was a sign, if you don't come in on Sunday, don't come in on Monday. They worked seven days a week. Yeah. And So yeah. that that is the issue, I think, because now we – and I was looking at those pictures of that, of the Great Hall Cooper Union. Um, the issue is we have tried to make um, – regular modest demands mm-hmm. for a while right. very large numbers now that's right. and that's not working anymore so what we have to do if we do a general strike like that we have to organize around universal health care universal mm-hmm. housing universal food and water basically those that second bill of rights that um mm-hmm. that's that right that's was it. proposing yep that had um that had the right to clothing uh, right. The right, right to, to recreation. Yep. Yep. Right to a job. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Um, and there also has to be some equality um, mm-hmm. angle to it, too, because we have a lot of issues when it comes to the gender spectrum, when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to right. uh, racial and ethnic and um, right. Uh, and also, uh, you know, uh, immigration yeah. policies well so. here's the thing this is so let me let me my opinion on so let me just say we're talking to mark middlestad for those who just joined us from shaping progress mark middlestad is our millennial correspondent for the tower buster show but he also has his own show called shaping progress and it's an organization that where basically we're trying to build a better world and so I encourage you to go to joinshapingprogress.com. Is it dot .com? Joinshapingprogress.org. Dot, dot .org. Yeah. That's right. And uh, <laughs> yes, you're right. And <laughs> so and go to joinshapingprogress.org and join Shaping Progress. Uh, so that's what we're talking to, Mark. And he's just an incredible and amazing young person who was born in the United States of Serfs and Lords and trying to do something mm-hmm. about it to make the world a better place. But here's here's the thing. Hold on. I need a drink. I think this thing, this drug they gave me for my, whatever the hell I have, fibromyalgia. 
Oh no! Yeah, I'm on uh, some Neurontin or something like that for this friggin' fibromyalgia. Well, it's good that I know what's going wrong. It was very scary. Yeah. yeah. To wake up, I was, and I told you guys, I was feeling like sore all over the place. It was really. I thought, oh great, I have uh, bone cancer or something. I don't know. Oh, no. But it's fibromyalgia. Other people were saying they have it too. It's kind. Of, it's kind of common, I guess. But anyway, I think Boy. the medication is making my my mouth dry. But anyway, oh, just yeah. letting you know when you see me. No worries. But um, as far as what we're talking about, so this is, I think that Democrats and liberals in general, one of the things that really irritates me, it's not, not you, of course, but mm-hmm. that we try to do too much at, at one time. For example, yeah. when... Um, Occupy Wall Street was a thing before they destroyed it, and they did because mm-hmm. it was they knew that it was effective and it was real. It was it's not like these tea baggers rallying for you know their liberty. They just let them yeah. with their M16s and whatnot, AK40, whatever the hell they have. They let them run around and act like assholes. When you get liberals who let's say, Occupy Zuccotti Park, that has to be broken up because they're, it's actually addressing a real need. Whereas the, uh, the, the tea idiots at the time, the uh, yeah, tea baggers. the tea party. Right, yeah, the idiots. The who were, they was completely duped by the Koch brothers who created this whole AstroTurf organization. It was completely funded by mm-hmm. billionaires. I mean, these people are freaking useless idiots in anyway so what happened was after they busted up occupy wall street you don't see the occupy uh, movement much anymore because it kind of fizzled out and they had and as opposed to the teabaggers who ended up um, getting positions in government, you know, they ran for office, and now we have these idiots in in our body politic who are now open fascists trying to destroy the country from it, well, destroy democracy from in the inside. But yeah. so, at, at the Occupy movement had a a gathering in Washington D.C. to come up with a platform, and mm-hmm. they released it. And at the time, I remember I wrote an article for it, and it ended up on Daily Kos and um, other places. And um, it was about something like Occupy. I don't remember the exact name. It was like Occupy um, something. The convention is is really a gift for the elites because it was it was asking for everything under the sun. It was ridiculous, and yeah. that's because the the liberals want to include everybody. So it was like, the only thing that was missing was like free Mumia and save the whales. It was ridiculous. It was like, no yeah. cops. We want, I mean, no cops. Who the fuck would put that in there? But it was there. <laughs> no cops. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Like, this is going somewhere. And, and yeah, it was which, just a you know, laundry list. The other of problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Fixing the other problem without right. doing that, it doesn't work at and all. And I yeah. was like, I, and it drove me crazy because it, I knew right then that it was done. And yeah. the elites, the the opposition, they're laughing 
all the way to the bank about it. Because what has to happen is we need to focus on one thing, at a, one thing, okay? Just maybe, yeah. um, maybe a couple of things that are it's all related. But for example, now the the um, the voting rights that has to be the one thing we have to yeah. focus on and get done because without that we don't have anything. And at the time, I was saying we should focus on getting money out of politics. I mean, something that will actually make a difference. But this Occupy, this list, I'm trying to find it, was so stupid. And and we're our own worst enemies. Yeah, the money out of politics, I would would certainly put the end to um, corporate lobbying. And which mm-hmm. is, you know, essentially uh, legal corruption. Yeah, um, that's it. That would definitely need to be on there. Uh, but I, I think if we were talking about doing something as big as a countrywide strike, at that point we have one chance, you know, mm-hmm. to make it happen. And even if we did make whatever it were happen, people wouldn't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the, the issue is going to be, can we all agree on whatever it is we go for? And then at that point, I think it doesn't matter whether the government would be very inclined to do it or whether they mm. would want to do it because their their um, their money machine would break. Well, that's it. And uh, the both sides, you know, that's the thing that drives me crazy, the both sides, both sides bullshit. But in this yeah. case... We have corporate Dems. I mean, not all of them, which that's mm-hmm. something that we should be. That's good. That's a good sign that we have the pro- the progressive caucus where one of the qualifications to be in the progressive caucus is that you don't take big, big money, you know, corporate. I'm sure they take yeah. some, but not everybody does. So I know that as yeah. I don't know about now, but AOC didn't take any corporate money. And of course, Bernie and others and yeah. we could kind of get to the point where it's uh unpalatable to be a corporate lick spittle that's what has to happen yeah. but you saw what happened during the democratic primaries when remember what um pete Buttigieg was uh, was because he was uh, of course you know in the wine cave begging for a trickle and um yeah. right, and they were talking about um, uh, so Bernie was saying something about taking corporate money and then he of course got defensive and they bring up Obama they're like well Obama took the most corporate money of any candidate up up from until that date and as if that's supposed to be um, you know give everybody a pass when yeah. Obama took that money that's you know he, he that's why we have Trump god damn it he yeah. took Wall Street money. He w- he took the most wall- money from Wall Street than any other candidate. That's true. But that doesn't make it yeah. okay. And he also didn't put any banksters in jail. He bailed out the banks rather than the homeowners. That was Obama. Yeah. That was all Obama. Yeah. He he could have done he, it. You talk about executive orders. He could have he could have given yeah. a uh you know like uh we're asking biden to cancel student debt he could have done that with homeowners who are underwater it's yeah. uh and save them from eviction and things like that but no they gave money to the banks that was a personal choice yeah. of obama's hey 
Yeah. I got to put him back. Um, we need to. <laughs> we need to move. We need to move from wanting the end of these problems to demanding the end of yes. these problems. Yes. Because otherwise, we're not gonna. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna get across the necessity, and then maybe they'll. Tr- I have a feeling at that point, if we were to start having enough people really wake up and demand that kind of thing, then they would be, I'm sure, much more inclined to try and negotiate with us or get, have a conversation about it. Right. Well, that's, that's because because they realize the alternative is just uh, is just well, okay, you don't want to do it that way. We're gonna move on without you. Yeah. yeah so. Well, that's um, what we saw with with the Black Lives Matter movement. You saw. Well, what yeah. the hell did the Democrats do? They went and they took a knee and, you know, they they made a... Wearing their scarves. Yeah, yeah, they made uh, a publicity stunt. I mean, that was it. We don't, I don't need them to take a knee. I'll fucking take a knee. You yeah. passed some legislation, you know? Um, I don't need yeah, to I was see you take a knee. A knee. In front of, yeah, I was taking a knee in front of a line of 40 police officers <laughs> with, like, three-foot bats. Wow. So that's a little bit mm-hmm. of a different... Uh, exactly. You know, that's where maybe taking a knee might matter because <laughs> at that point, the only reason I, I cared to do that was because they were looking at me and thinking about why they were holding their bats. You mm. know, but wow, uh, no one was looking at that democratic display and thinking right. that at all. No, it was just like kind yeah. of. I mean, uh, all right, great, but you don't need to pander like that. I don't know. I don't know what's what it's, maybe other yeah, people feel about that. And, but triggering, that, I feel like. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I can't imagine being a black person in this country and know. knowing that all of that was going on and everyone was reacting that way and seeing Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer do that bullshit. I, know. I mean, okay, that's great. We we expect you to be on our side. That's why we vote for you. I don't need to see that. Yeah. Do something constructive. It's 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 so um, it's so impotent, really. Um, yeah. It's like showing us That's this is all you for. got. That's all you got. You know, we don't need that. Yep. We need legislation. We need, um, you know, to reform the police. That's what we were asking for at the time. Yeah. And nothing yeah, happened I might there have either. Some confidence. Yeah, yeah. I might have some confidence in Democrats' ability to do anything about what we're experiencing now if at that point they had introduce the new policing bill or something like that mm-hmm. but uh yep well nothing happened there that was when um yeah they got together with their tim ryan uncle tim and nothing happened yeah because uncle tim was you know probably uh one of the fissured hemorrhoids that's all i mean he's uncle tim he was the one that they of course he's the only black uh senator and but that's on both sides, right? Am I wrong there? So was, there aren't many I, people of, uh, with darker right. pigment in, in the Senate. But, um, yeah. but they, of course, the Republicans chose him to do the, the, uh, the speech, you know, the counter speech after uh, yeah. do the Republican speech or whatever the hell. And he informed us that America is not a racist country. Wow. Oh, thank you. Oh, no. Thank you, Uncle Tom. I, I mean, know. Uncle Tim. I mean, no, Tim. Thanks. And then Uncle yeah. Tim was trending. That's what happened. And 
He was so offended. Everybody was offended because Uncle Tim was, well, what the hell else is that? Yeah, you know what we were offended about was those people dying. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm offended. Okay, go when, be offended. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Yes, I'm offended when uh, two white, ha- white, the Hamburglar burglar and her husband come out of the house with uh, their assault weapons to wave them yeah. in front of people walking by. Yeah, oh and then God. go cry about how their lives have been ruined right. by their own choices. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Okay. I'm so, and Thanks. how afraid they were because people were walking oh, yeah. by their house. They're so afraid. Right. They, I don't think they have once in their lives felt an ounce of the uh, fear that they were inspiring. Oh, please. Right. Oh, I wish. I they hope there's that, reincarnation. Like, yes, and they. And they get born. They born. They are born as uh, the people they loathe. That would be wonderful. They need to learn yeah. a lesson. But that's that's uh, yeah. I mean, they're the ones. They're sh- they're like I was afraid for my life. These fuck because people yeah. were walking by your house, uh, and then they had to yeah. break. Um, it, we saw the video of the people walking through the gate, and then, of course, the Republicans were like, look, they broke the gate, and the, the gate, they broke the fucking gate themselves. There was no broken gate. Yeah. We saw it. was right there on video. People just walking through the gate. There's no broken yeah. gate. I mean, that's, it's so, they're such fascists. They can't help it. That's it. That's a fascist tack. They're all fascists. The lies. I mean, they don't have to follow the con man. That's how you nullify him. You have one, you have one unhinged cracker going on, uh, you know, who's kicked off social media. Thank God, uh, he's yeah. on and he's on his own shitty, I guess, excuse for social media platforms, whining that he's he didn't lose and he's a fucking loser. He's always been one, and yeah. you know. Uh, they had. They don't have to follow him. They could ignore him. They could put him on mute. They could put a cocoon around him and and like carry on and move on. But they don't. They're like, we can't move on without him. The worst human being on the planet. Yeah. Well, it's because he is the personification. I mean, it's one thing for all of the uh, Republicans in Congress to say. The Democrats and the Marxists want to take our livelihoods away from us. Mm. <laughs> and then it's another thing for one person, Trump, a billionaire, right. whoever, all of those people aspire to be, um, to sit there and go, look at what's going on, like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Look, you, all you have to do is look here, and look. They're, they're taking it away right, right before your eyes. Right. Um, and that is not just so dangerous and so backwards but it is um the exact opposite of what's going on yeah. they are they are taking our livelihoods away from us before yeah. our eyes right so if that's how republicans want to um that's how they want to respond then i'm pretty sure it's time for democrats to start uh, right. taking back the moral high ground oh yeah and because yeah. we have the moral high ground and it's good to oh, yeah. see Joe Biden angry. I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope it's I hope it continues. All right. Hold yeah. on, Junior. You're so annoying. What the hell? <laughs> Stop it. I don't like this. I don't like that part of you. <laughs> He's being such a brat. Look at him. Oh. Look at him. Watch. 
Oh. Hey, look, he wants me to pet him. That's what it is. It's like he's pulling me. Look at that. But then once you pet him, then he doesn't want you to pet him, no, right? No, he's like, like, pet me here. You know, like, <laughs> you pet me there. Yeah. He's like a bully. Jesus Christ. Oh. And it's all, and usually he's not, he's only like this on the show. It's weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> during, he, I mean, sometimes he like that you're occupied. I think that's what it is. Because other times yeah. he's just he's cool. He's cool about it. He does he does get a little cranky. But not like this. This he's like abusive. He's like <laughs> and he's grabbing me yeah. and he's like going like this. Like you like need to. Yeah, at you. Like he wants to. He's taking my hand and making uh, a movement over his head. Like pat my head. <laughs> And then when I stop, I get this. Oh. Do I hear him? He's a good boy, though. He's a good. He's he he's, he's he's ten. He's ten. He's cranky. He's oh. a cranky old man. But I just I just have a a, a leopard gecko. So I, we have we used to have two cats, but I don't have any Aww. anymore. And he's like he's just a little silent dinosaur i know right <laughs> stares at me all the time yeah oh, i wonder what he thinks that's what i always wonder I, what are you me thinking? too i feel uh i feel terrible about having him because i mean mm. i got him from one of my friends um who got him from petco so yeah. it's not well, like you he really could have had any other life right but, yeah exactly he doesn't but, know uh, exactly that's why yeah. i always yeah i feel bad for the community cats, but, you know, they make me sad, even though I help, you know, I feed them and all that. But I work yeah. with, well, volunteer with New York City Feral Cat Initiative, and it's sad, but they don't know any other way. I'm I'm sad for yeah. them. But they're, I guess they're okay. Yeah. I don't know. It is sad. But, like, my aunt has yeah. a turtle that she oh, got for my cousins I when they were little. Them. Yeah, now that now it's big, but she my aunt and yeah. I come from a family of animal lovers and she really mm -hmm. cares for the turtle and it's, you know, it runs, it oh, has like awesome. she'll bring it outside and put it in a little pen and it'll run and it enjoys oh. being out. It's very cute, yeah. And yeah, it has its own little personality. Of course its name is Shelly, you know. Isn't that oh, all? <laughs> all Shelly, many turtles are named Shelly. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Shelly. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, a little oh. cute Shelly. Anyway, back to business. What are we going to do? All right, well, yeah. we're talking to oh, Mark yeah. Middlestadt from Shaping Progress, our millennial correspondent. He was born in the United States of Serfs and Lords during... I mean, I was born when Reaganomics was... Like, pick, not born. When was I born? Well, it was the end of the New Deal. Really, it was the end of the Great Prosperity, and which is yeah. sad, actually. You know, and that's another thing. The American people—they don't even know. They, when I I would say the Great Prosperity, that's a time in American history that forty years after World War II, when the American middle class was created. We didn't have a middle class before then. It was, yeah. you know. Uh, and like FDR said, don't let anybody tell you that we uh, this is a a mere turn of the cycle. Um, yeah, we're on our way back because we planned it that way. So they they yeah. planned it, and that's how yeah. you yeah. And 
exactly. And also, I, I have a feeling, and I've always had this feeling ever since I uh, read the Communist Manifesto. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling that the reason that there are even three parties in, or three classes in the United States is so we can't just call them working class and ruling right. class, you know? Right. Well, the the yeah. poor are there to uh, keep us kind of in line. So what I mean, yeah. just the the whole the the fact that there's a classification called the working poor, and people are mm-hmm. cool with that. Like they think that's that's the way that's normal. Is, yeah. is also really destructive. All right, come on, you yeah. mother effer. I might have to put him in the in the room. Oh. Listen to him. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. Talk to them. I'm going to put him in the bedroom. Oh. Mm. Well, it's nice to be with all of you. I got to... Let me see if I can check the chat. Um, the issue is I can't turn off the... Uh, Thank the, you. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. He was really getting... Uh, yeah. I mean, he just needs to relax. I, I think it is the fact that it's the show and he's... Maybe he he's I don't know. He feels like he wants the attention. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So he needs to just go chill out. He'll he'll be fine. He's good. He's got food, water, yeah. the beds there. He can look out on the on the um skyline of New the York City. City. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, all right. What so, he deserves. Right. And Thomas Garrett on the chat is saying fascists tried to overthrow FDR. And that's true. The American people don't know that history either. Who knows that? Do yeah. average Joe Americans know the business plot? No. no. They need to. They need not. to, though. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the problem. The American people have been. Oh, well just basically propagandize anyway let me let me play this thing yeah. i want and if you can hear it let me know hopefully you can yeah, otherwise I, oh. I don't think i could last time I oh you couldn't I, I will all right I, let it me was see. like very quiet oh it's probably because if it's probably because you were hearing it through my headset if that's yeah, the case yeah, yeah. So let me see if it works if it doesn't work well i'll play it later this is oh wait hold on not the right one i wanted to play the video of him the ones um, where he's responding to the trolls. Let's see. That's not it. I thought I had it open. Here we go. Wait. Yes. Billionaire defenders. You're not seeing it. Hold on. Boom. Billionaire defenders are austerity enthusiasts, good old-fashioned trolls. A lot of people like to argue with me on Twitter. I took the time to respond to a few here, and here we go. Let's see if you can hear it. On Twitter. But a lot of what they have to say is just plain wrong and mean. Limiting my responsibility to characters won't do a lot You want to watch it at the same time, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We can talk about it. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think there's something I need to press on Skype, maybe. So you can hear it. But you should hear it. You should be able to hear it if everything's set up correctly. But I guess, yeah. I don't know why I have to fix that. That's another thing that has to be fixed. Yeah. So all many right. things. <laughs> it all has to be fixed, It's right? Yeah. 
I'll be happy with get money out of politics, but all right, let me yeah. play. People like to argue with me a lot on Twitter, but a lot of what they have to say is just plain wrong and mean. Limiting my responses to 280 characters won't do a lot of these justice. So let's get into it. Here's an example. I tweeted, in Finland, they have an average 161 weeks of paid family leave for mothers. In the United States, it's zero. Zero weeks. I got a bunch of replies on that one. Move there then. <laughs> I'm 75 years old, Dr. Phil McCracken. As much as I'd like Dr. to move Phil to McCracken. Hungary to take advantage Cowards. of their parental leave, I do fear my childbearing days are behind me. Another response to my paid leave tweet. Isn't the U.S. model built on individual businesses setting their own policies and letting workers make choices as to where they want to work versus government deciding for them? Alternatively, if Sweden's plan is so appealing, move there, become a citizen, and enjoy the benefit. Employers in the United States have to abide by basic wage, benefit, and workplace safety laws and regulations to do business, such as the abysmally low federal minimum wage, anti-discrimination laws, overtime rules, child labor bans, OSHA regulations. Now, adding paid family leave to the list is just common sense. Not only would it help workers cope with the cost of caregiving, but studies show it would also help businesses by boosting employee retention, exactly. productivity, and labor force participation. This is the richest country in the world, in the history of the world, and yet we're the only rich country who doesn't offer paid leave? I mean, talk about American exceptionalism. <sighs> Lastly, parents in the United States shouldn't have to move halfway across the world to get the absolute basics that the rest of the industrialized world provides. I tweeted, so let me get this straight. John Deere mm -hmm. is projected to make $5.7 billion in profits this year, but the company can't afford to raise wages and benefits for its workers? And I got this as a response. John Deere is a cyclical company. Sales are up one year, down the next. Unreal. This means the company must have Stockholm a cost syndrome. structure, including labor costs that yeah. it can maintain during the down years and not just a record year. Employees won't take a pay cut and benefit cut when sales are down. Um, you know what isn't cyclical, Husky Fan 335? John Deere's enormous Husky. executive salaries every year. In 2020, the company laid off hundreds of workers while its CEO's pay increased by 160%. Yeah. This spike in CEO pay isn't just a result of a record year of earnings. This is a systemic problem. The average CEO in America now earns 351 times as much as a typical worker. That ratio was 21 to 1 in 1965. Back to John Deere. The company has spent over $1.7 billion on stock buybacks in the first nine months of 2021. That's a billion with a B. Here's another tweet of mine. 131 new billionaires were created during an economically catastrophic pandemic. Does anyone else see a problem with this picture? Really? Here's a reply. What is the problem with new billionaires? They didn't create the system under which it is possible to thrive, and they certainly didn't create the Fed policy that caused asset prices to explode higher. Actually, John, 
America's billionaires have helped create the system in which they thrive. Right. They lobby Congress for huge corporate tax breaks and subsidies, and to keep our tax system riddled with loopholes that they can exploit. They bankroll politicians who have systematically gutted the IRS so the agency doesn't have the resources to audit them. Sure, technically, today's billionaires didn't create the system, but they use their enormous wealth to keep rigging it in their favor at the expense of everybody else, including you, John. Yeah. Here's another reply. I think it's great. 131 new billionaires, <laughs> probably losers. a lot of new millionaires too. Good for Maybe them. Trickle on I don't you. get upset when other people do well. Maybe you shouldn't you either. Resentment is a really ugly look. Trying to help other people do well is kind of my whole thing. It's why I became labor secretary decades ago, and why I've continued sounding the alarm about yep. inequality at the youthful age of 75. The trouble comes when a small cluster of people hoard resources in a way that means millions will be without food, shelter, job security, or education. You know, there are basically only five ways to accumulate a billion dollars in America. Profiting from a monopoly, insider trading, political payoffs, fraud, or inheritance. In fact, we made a video that explains these five billionaire tricks in detail. It's called, Should We Abolish Billionaires? Sorry if I've already spoiled the ending. And yes, <laughs> I do resent the fact that Elon Musk, the richest man in the history of the world, pays a lower overall tax rate than the median U.S. worker pays. Three you should too. Okay, here's another response to my tweet. I see the problem Scum. with this picture. The complete lack of thought between the arrows. Oh, look at that. See, they did a meme. We need universal <laughs> pre like that We need got no leave brain. and medical leave. Oh, really? uh, we need lower yeah. drug prices. He... This is not some progressive wish list. Beg for These trickles. are the absolute basics. The U.S. is dramatically lagging behind the rest of the industrialized world. Here's some of the replies. I agree, but I always think these should be paid for with a broad-based tax that everyone pays. We all benefit when Jesus the next generation is healthy, educated, with firm family values. Oh, it should okay. be no different than paying school taxes. Well, I'm with you that we all benefit from all these policies. Where I differ is who should pay for them. Everyday Americans already pay their fair share of taxes. You know who and doesn't? More. America's 745 billionaires who got 70% richer during the greatest global health crisis in a century. Their wealth gains during the pandemic alone, $2.1 trillion, could finance all of Biden's $1.75 trillion Build Back Better plan with plenty left over for them to toss Skittles in zero gravity. The wealthy and privileged have socked away a record amount of the nation's wealth. They must now pay their fair share to fix the rest of the nation. Uh, here's another response. America is a center-right oh, no, country. It isn't. The voters have rejected everything you propose. Oh, God. Please. Can we get a fact check on this? Right. Thank you. 88% of Americans want to lower drug prices. 84% want to expand Medicare. And 73% support guaranteed paid family medical leave. Yeah, this is what I thought. Most of the public is, is with us on this. Don't let the corporate media fool you into thinking Democrats have gone too far to the left. The real problem is they've so far failed to deliver. Far too many of them That's are in the it. pockets of billionaires and corporations. Yep. These moneyed interests don't care about uh, political affiliations. They only care about protecting their bottom lines. The real divide in America isn't right versus left. It's democracy versus oligarchy. 
That's it for this round of Taking On Your Tweets. Uh, please feel free to keep arguing with me on Twitter, R.B. Reich. Uh, and you can also make my phone go on Facebook, TikTok, mm -hmm. Instagram, and YouTube with the same handle. Try to be nicer, though. He's 100% correct. But the thing is, it's the Stockholm syndrome of the people who are defending the system. That's pretty pathetic. And I don't yeah. know what, I mean, what do you expect? How much longer should we beg for a trickle? These are, this is why the people don't understand that the United States 40 years ago was the most upwardly mobile. Now it's the least. It's everything is reversed. Yeah. We had the slightest income gap. Now we have the widest. And these assholes are, um, they're, 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 I guess, I don't know what it is. They, they um, support the system. They envy the system. I don't know what it is. What is it? What do they think? Even um, there was an article in the New York Times years ago about, it was during Obama, and it's, it was about people who were on social um, assistance in general because of the Great Recession. And they interviewed these people, and there were, and it's the um, title of the article was something like "Those who rely on uh, public assistance revile it," or something like that. So, because they couldn't yeah. just take the public assistance, because they, 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 you know, they're part of the society. They, this is the price that we all paid, and that's the social safety net. It's there to catch you in this terrible time. And they, all of the people on the, these programs had to go through the obligatory, um, you know, self-flagellation. Like, oh, I, yeah. I shouldn't be, do this. I hate this. I'm, uh, you know, I don't believe in it and all this shit. And they're on it. They're on it. They're, they were in yeah. their homes because of the social safety net not, that liberals fought, bled, and died to create. And they're like, oh, I, I don't, I'm just on it now. I'm not taking advantage. Because that's the way it is. This is the way the, the, the elite and, uh, and the Republican politicians and the conservative Democrats, they spread that, that uh, bullshit that, you know, your people are uh, taking advantage. And yeah. that's another way of dividing. Really, it is dividing us because what they, it's another form of tickling that racist funny bone because they're, yeah. they're telling people that it's really uh, people with darker pigment are taking advantage. And it's uh, statistically, um, there are more white people on public assistance, but that doesn't matter. Truth has no nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the issue is the the racism, the that what you were just describing, the, um, the Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I I think of all of that stuff as mass psychosis mm -hmm. because totally um, if these people were in a situation where the, the people who don't need to use government assistance, which is very few and far between, mm -hmm. um, but if those people were in everyone else's shoes for two seconds, they would uh, switch their yep. position. Yeah. So yeah. So 
the government, the corporate media, and a, a number of other, you know, the kind of faux nonprofit industry, those things all work together to essentially convince us that it's necessary to become psychotic and mass. Mm. Mm. Um, and if, if we were to, that's why I'm such a big proponent of not letting them distract us and, um, mm. turning our attention to those things. Robert Reich was just talking about, right. um, yeah, if, yeah. if, if, more people were to focus on that stuff for just a little bit longer. We we'd all wake up and go, oh, we need to fix this. We need to do something about right. this now. Well, so, it has to be there has to yeah. be education, and this is why it's another yeah. reason why the Republicans hate and vilify government schools, as they call it. They yeah, and that's yeah. that's why they're against the Marxists and the anti-racists too. Because if you don't have public education, we're gonna start trying to do it ourselves mm. and it's gonna oh. be on twitter and that's the problem instagram and wherever else and uh yeah, yeah and people are being misled they know that so into see they understand that the the their base will not question the bullshit that comes out of their mouths because they don't know yeah the they don't know the actual history of the country they don't know the what the truth is anyway they think they're getting the truth this is, i can't mm -hmm. stand it you know they argue they'll send memes like they like a fucking meme that was created <clears throat> in the kremlin you know they pass it around <laughs> yeah they're and they fall for they fall Russian for it. internet factory yeah it's yeah. unbelievable but they be they could fall for it because they don't know the the truth they've been told bullshit i mean just like like um watch the duggars you know when the duggars the 19 kids and counting yeah. family was on uh. and they they went to the what they go to they went to that uh noah's ark exhibit it wasn't an exhibit to them it's uh. a museum you know uh. and that's what they were saying well yeah. they believe in all this bullshit and i i actually saw they had uh one of the you know the daughters was having a conversation with his with her husband and they were saying um how uh she believed she was arguing with him he he wasn't quite sure that whether the world the earth was six thousand years old and she was <laughs> adamant you know so he was like yeah. i don't know yeah. um we can talk about this later and uh, so but yeah. that's what they've been taught the earth is six thousand years old and yeah there's it's... a great video um, about that exhibit that has Bill Nye walking through it. Oh, the, really? Uh, <laughs> with the founder of the exhibit. Oh, that's just, awesome. He hates the entire thing. It's so awesome. Oh, I got to. That's one of my favorite videos. Google that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Winston yeah, Smith on the chat that said. That exhibit is nuts. What's that? Oh, yeah. I mean, let yeah. me see. I, could, I mean, it's just so that. And that's and, another thing that got government money. We paid for that fucking thing. That, that, yeah. um, Noah's Ark that's got, that turns us into stupids. You know, let and the stupids by the way, go to the moon. You know what I mean? Like, they would never, we yeah. would never had accomplish anything in this country with them in charge. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what were you saying? Sorry by the to way, I, uh, no, no, it's all good. I, um, 
I am a living example of the fact that people can be thoroughly brainwashed with that shit mm. and come out the other side and not only come out the other side, but tr- advocate for the right things. Because so I was happened? in a private Christian school oh, up wow. until eighth grade. Oh, wow. So from kindergarten until eighth grade, I was so your parents that the are... earth was 6,000 years old. Oh, wow. Um, so you, your parents... They... Are they believe that, or what do you? Or they just sent you because they thought no, it was a good they school, don't right? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was more of that. They used to be more religious than they are now, because now it's pretty hard to be that type of religious right. in, in Portland. Wow. Um, but uh, I. So they told I you was, the Earth was six thousand years old. Oh yeah, many times. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially in seventh and eighth grade, they really wanted to hammer that one home. Why? Um, what? To what purpose? And I mean, why? It's crazy. Why? It's nuts. Like uh, I remember. If well, you I, think? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, yeah. I I realized that what it is is if you think that the Earth didn't evolve, right. or that. Um, the solar system or human life didn't evolve, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you think everything is just the way it's supposed to be and we shouldn't mess with it and it's all God-ordained and it's really, really not good. Right. Um, I'm looking at the front page of of this uh, Noah's Ark exhibit. You see they have a multiracial family. Look at that. Oh, great, uh, let's go great. there and what do you want I would really put money down uh, see if uh, I would doubt there are people with darker pigment there I don't know maybe yeah. maybe and that if those so, people were staged sure. yeah <laughs> yeah unbelievable um, education the, the, the other issue is the more you go into that very uh, that very traditional, mindset and try and get into their thought processes um they will tell you i i also went to a bible camp as a kid Mm -hmm. and i remember going to bible camp for a week and i would have a counselor and it was like a normal summer camp um and then we would sit for an hour each day and do a uh do a bible study Mm -hmm. and I would sit there and I would ask the important questions. I would say to the counselor, so do we have free will? And mm. like just that question alone would kind of break his <laughs> break. kind of break his whole narrative. <laughs> in, oh, in an um, I was like the really tr- troublemaker right. kid. Well, that you're whole asking time. questions. Jeez. Uh, yeah. And, Critical thinking doesn't really go no, hand in hand no. with that stuff. That's true. Um, I remember but, I went to, because I had to do CCD, it was called, Catholic Instruction yeah. for um, Being Confirmed. And I had to, uh, I went to this religious instruction every Saturday. I had to go, and then it was every Wednesday and Saturday after school yeah. and then Saturdays. And um, I remember asking, they I mean, we were reading the Bible and reading the Old Testament and they were talking about Noah, and um, they were saying that Noah was like 900 or 800 years old. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I remember you know, raising my hand. I said, how is that possible? And the teacher, 
exactly i never forget it she said it's in the bible you believe it that's all she said that's how she explained it to me it's sort of like trump with uh like look at here it's like nobody's ever seen that bullshit you just believe it oh okay a guy lived to be 900 yeah bullshit but okay and then i knew the bible was bullshit (laughs) i really i was like this is bullshit it's bullshit i believe it okay Bullshit. And it's it's also great because once you start, free will will do it, evolution will do it, Noah being nine hundred years old <laughs> will do it, and the devil will do it. Too. Oh yeah. Because like, if you're God, why why would you ever create right. like a devil? The devil. Uh, plus, so if if you start trying to get at what their specific definition of God is, which I learned to stop doing pretty quickly. Um, I just learned there was no answer. Mm. Uh, they would try and tell you that he's supposed to be omnipresent and omniscient, but like elf on a shelf, really not. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but apparently not. Cause it's like, and you always hear that, um, that, uh, analogy about, could could God create a stone God couldn't lift? <laughs> right, um, exactly. That that's the devil. The devil is oh, the stone yeah. God left right. apparently. So the answer is obviously yes. Um, mm-hmm. But that that kind of the, the way that they go about it, um, I I have believed for five or six years uh, that there's no God, mm-hmm. um, and now it's only been in the last six to eight months, I would say, where I've kind of gone back on that because um, what I. What do you mean? I think I, I think there is a, a god, but not at all in the mm-hmm. conventional sense that anyone would discuss mm. it. Right. Um, I hear you. Because if you if you try and imagine something that is omnipresent and omniscient, that that's essentially the nature of reality, right? Right. Um, reality is like an auto sorting hmm. matrix that we all that we all communicate through. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah. I I but mean, that's not what they're talking about at all. So, right. No, they're talking you know. about a man who is just a big giant version of themselves who shares all their bigotries and is petty like them and really is isn't interested in making the world a better place he just wants to know if you masturbate or not or (laughs) it's just bullshit like that's what really gets me the all the mysteries of the universe and that's what you care about, right? Whether you touch yeah, yourself. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. But I agree. Now, as far as, um, you know, believing in God, quote unquote, and I, I, I certainly have a right. sense of spirituality. That's what, that, that's, I believe the human condition and why we're so effed up, really. My, you know, I'll tell you what I believe that my belief is this is my spirituality is that we're all connected that's god yeah. to me that's god yeah. we are yeah. all connected all human beings all the ever uh, and animals and everything we're all i mean we're made of the same stuff we are yeah i mean cats and dogs are they share 50 percent of our dna pigs share 
fifty percent. I mean, m- monkeys and of course they share ninety over nine, you know, ninety-seven percent. We yeah. uh, it's the and that's part of um, why it's the delusion. That's why the world is so effed up. If we just understood that we're in this together, that it matters if somebody is homeless and hungry exactly. and scared and alone like that's us that's us yeah we are Mm -hmm. i believe that is a this is making a decision towards whatever a quote-unquote god would want us Mm -hmm. to do Um, and i think that's why that that concept exists because if we if we just decide to so i mean if if I were to say uh, what I believe, I think it would be <laughs> some people would be a little bit concerned. But um, <laughs> what <laughs> what I essentially believe in a sentence or two is that um, this um, this thing that we're seeing in front of us as reality uh, is basically a dream, mm. and in the dream you can decide that just because it's a dream, it doesn't matter. Like you, you could hear that and think, uh, so I could just go do whatever I want or something like that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, to me, that makes it more of a choice because if what we're seeing in front of us, isn't the ultimate reality, um, then of course you could decide to like go crazy and kill a bunch of people or something mm-hmm. ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. Or you could decide to like embrace, um, loving other people and mm-hmm. trying to help other people and yeah. that kind of thing. And that's so, why, I mean, yeah. we've been created to help each other. And which is why, I mean, they've done yeah. studies that when you give somebody something, you get the same chemical release of oxytocin as you do when you receive a gift. So mm-hmm. that means, yeah. you know, we help others, we help ourselves. That's that's the spiritual yeah. law of the universe. I believe that there are spiritual laws of the universe just like there are laws of physics. Like water yeah. will always freeze at 32 degrees and yeah. you know, when you help somebody else, you help yourself. And that's why we, when, um, you know, when we're feeling down, I know for myself, when I'm depressed or feeling down, helping somebody else is the, is really the remedy. It helps. I mean, I've, I used to go and, um, volunteer at the Bowery Mission and, you know, you want to, you feel bad for yourself and then you, you go help somebody We would make food for people and serve food for people who had no homes. And, you know, uh, that's the cure for depression right away. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's not just because you're thinking, well, which is, you know, I, you feel a sense of gratitude for what you, you have at the time, uh, you know, but it's also because you're helping somebody and, and it's the, the re how rewarding it is if seeing people, get their lives together and you know and then they pass it on to somebody else so yeah that's how it works and uh, i i think i've said this maybe once before on the show um but uh i i am a firm believer that helping works in the same way that ideas work and i think what i've said before is um if if you and I each have a dollar and we each want to give each other a dollar, we just end up with one dollar at mm. the end of the uh, the end of the day. But if you and I have 
an idea and I want to share my idea with you and you want to share your idea with me, then we both have two ideas at the end of the day. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's the same way. If if I want to help you and you want to help me, we both end up twice as right. helped at the end that's of the true. day. And, and actually, that's yeah. the difference between what we physically see in front of us and what we're thinking, you know, right, right, um, the right. thinking stuff transfers over a lot, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, they, I was recently listening to some, I can't remember a podcast, but, uh, but they were talking about a study that they did on, on, uh, babies or infants about fairness. And we've, I've read numerous studies myself. I, I took, of course yeah. I took psychology in in college. So, you know, we yeah. had to read all of the, the studies of, uh, the, you know, children and whatnot, but how um, around age three, that's when children start sharing, where they understand that they, they have an innate sense of fairness, which, and they've done studies yeah. where they give, they have a, um, an unlucky child and a lucky child, okay? So the lucky child will get three things, and the unlucky child will get one. And mm-hmm. when uh, on, around the age of three, the lucky child will give the unlucky child one of his or her extra. So they both have two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's because they, children, these children that they've, and they've done it numerous times and uh, they have an inse- an innate sense of fairness and people, yeah. you know, because that's how mother nature meant that. And of course there are outliers because I do think that Trump and people like him are sociopaths. They're, they, there's a category of people that don't have empathy. They don't have that kind right. of... And actually, that's now that I think that's what I was listening to. Some podcast about psychology where, about that, and they were talking about empathy. But they don't. some people don't have it. And I don't think Trump has it, frankly. He doesn't. That's right. why he's a but, sick son of a bitch. And... But um, I, I, I do mm-hmm. think that even those six sons of bitches still serve a point. And mm. um, the point that they serve is uh, they're examples to everyone of what happens when you do that kind of right. thing. Right. And as much as these, as much as these Republicans who defend them on Twitter act like they would like to be them, mm. um, they they would not. Mm-hmm. If they ever had to walk a second in Trump's shoes, oh, they God. would, they they would go insane. Well, that's the they thing. They would want to leave it, you yep. know. He's a miserable um, bastard. And, he's, yeah, he's just, yeah, he, he, hate, yeah. he hates himself. He knows he's a fraud. Yeah. He is terrified that we're all going to find out that he's a fraud. And uh, I always say, well, we it's too late. We we already know. Like, stop stressing about it. We know you're a fraud. Most people, the, yeah. the decent people. And, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of effed up people, obviously. That's a good thing because now, um, the other thing is we're not just stopping withdrawing the line at Trump. The truth is there are countless, uh, six sons of bitches on both sides. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, that's true. It's it's been because of Trump that everyone's able to acknowledge that, Mm -hmm. um, during the Obama period of time. We would right. not have been talking about it in this way. That's and that's right. what gives me confidence that progressivism will grow. 
progressivism will triumph. Even if we all die, Mm. it'll help the planet. Yes, yes. Well, this, this, uh, it is, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. That's progressivism. That's what it is. We're trying to make a better world, and it's, you know, they always say, oh, well, that's what they always say, and... Um, we're not trying to turn, uh, you know, like, uh, take over the means of production and take over industry. We're just trying to have a functioning democracy and a economically vibrant middle class that is economically vibrant enough to participate in that democracy. And that requires certain things. And that's, that's what we're doing here. That's what you do on shaping progress to get that to you know, educate people about the history of this country too and what yeah. is democracy yeah. what it requires like any recipe if you're baking a cake you need certain ingredients so so does democracy yeah. we need education one of, one of those yeah. ingredients is a strong morality mm, you know and that's, that's true i would say the only that's the only thing that republicans and conservatives ever talk about that's mm. remotely correct um, and they they obviously fail at trying right. to say in how actuality, they would that. Yep. exactly <laughs> they turn into the opposite. That's true. But uh, that that's right on. Yeah. Right, and that's why Democrats have to unapologetically own that. And when when yep. Republicans say government schools, Democrats need to say, why are you attack- attacking a pillar of democracy? We, that's yeah. I mean um, other why thing. Why do we have teachers crawling on an ice rink uh-huh. for five thousand dollars? Exactly. Yeah. That's because mm-hmm. you know they don't really want democracy. If I mean yeah, that and, alone, and that I mean. alone. Oh my god, so disgusting yeah. and embarrassing. But that that that's it because you look at that specific instance, and that is a terrible, terrible thing. There are. Like a hundred school children that were represented there, all of whom don't have enough money for their class. Mm-hmm. That the reality of that is bad. Yep. But what's good is the fact that the, that kind of thing happens in that way now, so that all of us can see it. And there's a whole Twitter outrage the next day. It doesn't matter so much that that we ha- didn't band together at that one moment and fix everything at that one point. Right. It matters that. We saw that, and more people are starting to get on board. Yeah, and that that will only continue and grow, even if they go full Nazi Germany fascist mm. on us, which they're which obviously they angling to do. So. They're doing it. Yeah, they're yeah. doing it. I mean, just yep. the atta- the the attachment to the big lie that they're all spreading. They're all spreading it, even the ones that yeah. don't want to fully uh, admit it. Would they just saying that? People have questions. They they feel uh, they have questions about the 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 election. They only have questions because you're fucking telling them that there's something yeah, wrong with the election. They, exactly. That's why they have questions. It's like uh, the snake eating its tail. You you effers yep. are you're creating this, and then of course the 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 dumb Fiora, the dim leader, gets out there and he's like, "Look at this! Look at that!" So. It will never stop until we stop yep. them legally and peacefully. Yep. But we have to do it without apology, frankly. And I hope that Biden continues because he's, um, you know, he's getting. Uh, and I think 
his, I think it would, you know, I hate to admit it, but because this country's so effed up, I think that Biden can do that because of who he is. And and if uh, VP Harris was uh, in the vanguard, it would be, of course, they would be flipping out too, even worse. But yeah. But Joe Biden, being a conservative Democrat his whole life, and a man, and a white man, (laughs) I think he's able to get away with more, you know, being angry, let's say. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I have to go go in a second, but the last thing I want to say is um, we have to do that strike I was talking about under Biden, because if we don't, we'll have Trump again, and that won't go anywhere. Then we'll have a standoff. It has to. We have to. I think that would be. Yeah. I mean, I, I years ago I bought the the domain General Strike USA, and I have it, and I keep renewing it, oh. and I hope it. I have it you, for. You have it renewed. Yeah, it's mine. I bought it, and I'm keep and I keep it, and I'm you oh know I want to use it for. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I'll donate it to, to the let's, people. You know, when the time is right. That. Yeah, General Strike yeah. USA. I have that domain yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. for years. I've had it, so just having Beautiful. it waiting for, you know, waiting for the moment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right time. All right, Mark. So thank you, Mark, for calling thank in. You so Mark Middlestad. Of course, please everybody check out the link in the description. Shaping Progress. Join shapingprogress.org and and do it. Join Shaping Progress, and we will work out the kinks with Mark. With the audio, don't worry, it'll happen, and yes. everything. I mean, Mark's podcast is great, and it has an Thank important you. voice that we all need to hear and um, spread wide. <laughs> I, that's what she said, right? I mean, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> spread them wide. No, I'm just kidding. I know when she's it's kind of, I don't know what else My to say. It's kind of gross. But anyway, all right. Thank you, Mark. I'll talk to you All later. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah, see you later, Tara. All right, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mark Middlestead, everybody. Isn't he amazing? I wish he was my son. He is my son, my spiritual son. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. <laughs> That's very nice. Doesn't the camera seem very close tonight? I think it's on some setting. But I won't work. Well, don't worry about it now. Why is it so close, though? Why? What was the other thing I wanted to say? Oh, yeah. What's the other thing? Well, we're talking about... Let me get back on track. Looking at the time. This, is, this, this was a longer show tonight. Usually, right? Not as... <clears throat> excuse me. I'm losing my voice a little bit. But it, it's a good show, according to the people in the chat especially richard w who says it's a great show i just wanted to show you we well let's talk about the i don't know the republicans drinking urine i'm sure you've heard this i mean it's beyond belief part of me well for those who don't know republican there's some quack out there and the republicans are of course um, following suit rather than take the vaccination like over how many four billion america not americans god help us if there were four billion americans four billion human beings have already taken without incident let's see how many many people 
have received the vaccine, COVID vaccine. Let's see, how many? Oh, well, I want to see the whole world. Not just goddamn America. Everything is so America. Must be so irritating for the rest of the world. How many vaccinations, you bastards? Show all. Whatever, it's not showing me. Whatever. I thought it was four billion. I gotta double check that. Oh, no, no, look at this. What am I kidding me? What? More than 9.57 billion shots. Well, that that makes sense. They're talking about individual shots. I'm I was were looking for people. How many people? I think it's four billion. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? It's you know what I mean. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. So instead of just taking this vaccine, they're um, drinking urine, but. I always say that we don't have the corner market on stupid. So here, uh, the the dumbasses are drinking urine. I mean, what the hell? I gotta I gotta find it. There, uh, where is it? In the video. Oh, here we go. But all over the world, they they have COVID idiots. Here's a video I found from India, and this is recent. Believe it will ward off COVID-19, saying there is no scientific evidence for its effectiveness and that it risks spreading other diseases. Okay, you know in what they're state- doing? This is India, of course. In India, cows are sacred. They're rubbing themselves. They're bathing in cow shit instead of taking the vaccine. And this is what they do. They bathe in cow shit and then they do yoga. Gujarat, some believers have been going to cow shelters once a week to cover their bodies in cow dung and urine in the hope it will boost their immunity against or help them recover from the coronavirus. <laughs> some of them As have participants it. wait for the dung and urine mixture on their bodies to dry, they hug or honor the cows at the shelter and practice yoga to boost energy levels. What? The packs are then washed People, off with milk or buttermilk. Where are the aliens? God damn it. I, I I want them to come back. Whatever this is, this experiment, there's it it needs it needs some tweaking, all right? How stupid. That's what's so it's also very fascinating about the human species, the human condition. We can do so many amazing things. We are we have so much potential. Yet we also have these anchors and albatrosses hanging around our neck, and we all have to um, respect them. That's why I don't respect stupidity, and in fact, it shouldn't be encouraged. Oh well, to each his own. Okay, let them. I don't really care. Let them bathe in cow shit. But um, the fact is, it affects us. If you're not taking the vaccine you're just prolonging this effing pandemic so they'll do anything but take the vaccine which who cares okay i took it you took it 
Now, the people who take who've taken it have oh well, you might get COVID anyway. Well, you won't die. You won't be on a ventilator. Right? That's isn't that why you go to Walmart with your M16? Cuz you're afraid you want your you want to protect yourself. Something might happen. Still doesn't mean you won't get shot yourself, right? Cuz you're an idiot. It's incredible. So See then, that? Then Practicing. they... Oops, sorry, I hit the wrong button. And then they um, they get, wash it off with milk? The cow milk. Iris. As participants wait for the dung and urine mixture on their bodies to dry, they hug or honor the cows at the shelter and practice yoga to boost energy levels. The packs are then washed off with milk or buttermilk. I know it's hard to understand. He says, I was working in very close contact with COVID patients and I always had this fear that I might get infected and my situation might worsen like that of those patients. However, we started bathing with Panchagai Gavia, which I guess is cow shit, every Sunday of the week. This practice of bathing has given me a new energy and a new positivity. Well, look at them there. Look at all that energy and positivity. You can barely tell the man from the, from the dirt on the ground because he's covered in shit. Well, he looks very relaxed. Then he says, and now I do not shy away from facing any kind of situation. Well, I missed the first. Yeah, this practice of bathing has given me a new energy and positivity. And now I don't shy away from facing any kind of situation. And there they are hanging out with the cows. I mean, I would hang out with cows. I like cows. Oh, look at me. Look, I have a shirt that says, eat no cows. I don't eat any cows. I don't eat any animals. So I'd like to hang out with them. It's good. It's good for your soul. It's good for your stress, hanging out with animals. But, you know, you don't have to bathe in their shit. That's gross because that's, that's waste. It's excrement. It's dirty. You get sick from it. And that's what the other people are saying. Like, these idiots are, they're not doing anything to stave off COVID, and they're opening themselves up to other diseases, which are carried in shit. Like E. coli. I mean, come on. You could really get sick from that. Bathing in shit. You gotta tell me that... Um. Of course, they're, I'm sure it's going in their mouths. It's going in their eyes. They're literally covered in shit all over. They're wiping it all over their bodies, face, uh, everywhere. Not just the, their bodies, their faces, too. So he says, now I do not shy away from facing any kind of situation. Really? Look at him. He's covered in shit. 
He doesn't shy away from situations? Well, that might be because everybody's shying away from you. What would you do if a guy covered in shit came over to you? You'd be like, honey, you're covered in shit. Are you okay? Do you need, um, do you need an ambulance? Are you having a psychotic break? Doctors and scientists in India and across the world have repeatedly warned against practicing alternative treatments for COVID-19, saying they can lead to false sense of security and complicate health problems. Yep. As per the literature evidence available and the various studies conducted, and there is no scientific evidence to prove the cow dung can be used as an a treatment or immunity booster against the corona uh, uh, infection, which is prevailing. Uh, people should also understand when using an excreta of a uh, uh, cow, which is being considered as a sacred anim animal, uh, that is bound to increase some zoonotic or infectious disease more. The coronavirus pandemic has wrought devastation on India with 22.66 million cases and over 246,000 deaths reported so far. Experts say actual numbers could be five to ten times higher and citizens across the country are struggling to find hospital beds, oxygen or medicines, leaving many to die for lack of treatment. Incredible. Like I said, we don't have the corner market on stupid, but... You know, you don't give the stupid people power. That's our problem. And that's why, you know, I'm here to, and Mark Middlestad is here, and Robin Kincaid and Mike Malloy, others, are trying to break through the bullshit and the noise. And, I mean, to me, I love history. You guys know it. And I've been studying this for my entire life just as a an interest. I love it. And it's shocking to me how little people know. They don't know anything. These idiots waving their their friggin' guns in the air. They don't understand that this thing is not, um, you know, the founders didn't fight a revolution to, uh, es to escape an intergenerational aristocracy to rebuild one here. Yeah. But, yeah, um, as long as they could say the N-word, right? They think they're free. So, um, one last thing. I mean, I have so many things to say, too. We would, but, you know, we have other shows to do. And let me see. Yeah, anti-vax leader. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Anti-vax leader urges followers to drink their own urine. And look at him with his guns. I mean, aren't you embarrassed? I'm embarrassed to be an American when I see these idiots. We're so embarrassing. There's so many embarrassing idiots who haven't been taught. You know, they, they haven't been challenged to evolve. They've just been encouraged to be as stupid as they are. That's what it is. They've constantly been encouraged. That's what they think freedom is. 
being a dick and nobody can say anything being a selfish dick and it's like the, that thing that's going on with that guy the tennis player in Australia now the center of the fucking universe is a very crowded place filled with right wingers so everyone has to adjust but um this the 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 tennis scum who uh you know rules are for different people and then of course he's got some supporters and some detractors but he's just a fucking nut somebody um you want to play tennis well you Go fucking play on a desert island with some anti-vax. Take Marjorie Taylor Greene with you. You don't have to play in our reindeer games. That's what I... I can't stand it. They want all the benefits of civilization with none of the responsibilities. Leave it all to everybody else. Leave it all to the frontline workers, right, you selfish prick? Really? Leave it all to the exhausted doctors and nurses. And we have to sit back and read articles and hope it's not us of people who get sick, who have other illnesses too, but they can't get a bed because you anti-vax, selfish pricks. Enough. And and they're outraged. Now, you know what um, they're doing, the right-wingers, they're saying that... Uh, stoking the race, racist discord. That's how you know they're fascists. Like Henry Wallace said, Vice President Henry Wallace said, you can tell the American fascists by their deliberate perversion of truth and fact. How they exploit every fissure of disunity. I think about that. As I watch them exploiting every fissure of disunity, now they're saying that um, Joe Biden and the the Democrats don't want to give COVID vaccines to white people. Or they're they're killing white people, right? Let's see. What's his name? (laughs) For a second, I forgot his name, and it was Bliss. Tucker Carlson. Um, vaccine. White people. I'm so sick of white people, really. Right. He said, oh, wait. Well, I just Googled it, but this came up. Between late December of 2020 and last month, a total of 3,362 people apparently died after getting the COVID vaccine. This is what Tucker said on his show. It's false. 100% false. He's just a prick. He's vaccinated. He's boosted. You know it. But he wants every all of the assholes to die. I mean, I'm okay with that. Go. You go get COVID. And, and that's what all these idiots are doing. Some of them. Um, they think that it's like um, having a chicken pox party for kids where they would, I, I, I don't know, I never, I never went to one. I got the chicken pox when I was a kid, but apparently some parents will get kids together and give them the chicken pox. 
somebody has the chicken pox. It's just ridiculous. Whatever they do, it, but it's um, supposedly now you are immune until you grow older and get shingles, right? <laughs> so, but they wait. Hold on. They're such. Uh, they're liars, and they. I don't know why they want to kill. The fox. I mean, I'm all right with them killing their own constituents in a way, right? It's not normal people. And they're, it's really, they're doing Earth a favor. It's probably the most patriotic thing they can do in a way is eliminate themselves from the body politic. Legally and peacefully. Just got to say that a lot. I, 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 yeah, legally and peacefully. There's really no other way. And <laughs> think about it. Where did I see this article? Guns do not equal freedom. Well, that's what the Republicans say. So, um, what's her face? Marjorie Tutos, Q, Q Toes, and her pals, um, Lauren Boebert, the gun toting moron with the sexual predator husband who was arrested and spent time in jail for exposing his penis to teenagers at a bowling alley and they were both kicked out of the bowling alley for good they were banned from the bowling alley isn't that funny republicans like uh, what's that guy banned from the mall the 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 one who was the sexual predator i mean they have all these sexual predators in the republican party Oh, the way, well, we had Anthony Weiner. Well, I see your Anthony Weiner. I raise you Lauren Boebert. And let's see, who's the guy banned from the mall? Banned from the mall. Republican. I'm sure one of you guys remember. And he rode the horse badly. Oh, Rory Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he was riding that horse? He was bouncing all around like an idiot. He looked like an asshole. He didn't like he never rode a horse in his life. That horse, I felt bad for the horse. And then there were memes about the horse. And yes, Roy Moore was banned from the mall. Lauren Boebert banned from the bowling alley. They're sick, sick, sick. And the story of Lauren Boebert. Frankly, she's a disgusting waste of human DNA. Shit. Says he called her when Hold she was on. a teen at her high school. Hold she on allegedly a got Hold pulled out second. of trig class. This thing is... Well, I don't know if you heard that. It was playing. Here we go. Wait. Roy Moore. Or new accusers and tonight the woman who says he called her when she was a teen at her high school. She allegedly Sick. got pulled out of trig class. Sounds like a, Late today, Roy Moore like defiant, saying, quote, I'll quit standing when they lay me in that box and put me in the ground. ABC's Tom Yamas asking, does Moore deny dating teenage girls? For the first time since his campaign became engulfed this in is scandal, trip down Roy Moore lane. faced reporters at an open news conference. I'll quit standing Ugh. when they lay me Vile in that box people, and put they? me in the ground. Worst, he denied the all the allegations people. against him. 
They're not only untrue, Pakistocracy. but they have no evidence to support them. Then he opened the floor to questions. We're going to talk about issues today. If anyone has a question about issue. Next question. Issues? Does Judge Roy That's Moore categorically deny he dated being, high school girls, teenage high school girls from when he was in his 30s? You read his letter and it addresses that very clearly. But can, we, can we hear him say it? Next. Can we hear him say it? My question, ending the news conference. No, we can't. And his wife, you know, Kayla, fake news, fake out, news. So we Fascism. followed them. Gotta get rid of that news. Moore stayed silent, dodging questions by escaping into a kitchen. His allies outraged, lashing out at reporters. Sick. You are the fake, lying news from the swamp. <laughs> Moore oh, has lady. tried to push past the allegations, but new ones pop up nearly every day. The latest from the Washington Post. Gina Richardson sick, says she was a teenage sick, girl, sick, around 18 sick, years people. old, when Roy Moore approached her at the local mall where she was working. She says he introduced himself, asked where she went to school, and asked for her phone number. No, she says she told him, my dad is so strict. A few days later, Richardson says she was sitting in trigonometry class when she was called to the principal's office. She tells the Post she was startled and thought maybe her dad was calling. Wow. Instead, she says, it's the man Roy on the Moore. phone was Roy Moore. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm in trig class. Richardson says Moore asked her out, but she told him she couldn't talk. A few days later, at the mall, she says he asked her out again, and that night, they went to the movies. After, Richardson they says went Moore to offered the her movies. a ride, and in his car gave her what she calls a forceful kiss. I'd never been kissed like that, she says. And the minute that happened, I got scared. And so I said, I've got to go because my curfew is now. Richardson says wow. that's the last time she spoke to Roy Moore. And tonight, the Alabama Republican Party sticking with him. And then from the White House, our Cecilia Vega in the briefing room. Ugh. Does the president believe Roy Moore's accusers, wow. and does he think Roy Moore this should drop real. out of this race? Look, the Gross. president believes Memory that lane. these allegations Gross. are very troubling uh, and should oh, be taken my seriously. And he thinks that the people of Alabama directions. should make the decision on who their next senator should be. I don't know what to say about it because right, Tom, it's fake news. And look at my eyes. The White Google. House told Cecilia Google today the president eyes. believes this is up to the voters there in Alabama. He's not calling Jesus on Roy Moore to drop out. That's right, David. And actually, there's a new poll that just came out moments ago, oh, and it shows poll. the Democrat in this race, Doug Jones, up by eight points. Before the scandal broke, Roy Moore was up by uh. double digits. This is only one poll. It was conducted this oh, week. Oh, well, whatever. But clearly, it shows... That's like memory the woman lane who says for he you. called her when she was a teen. Memory lane sucks in America, doesn't it? Unless we're talking about, I don't know, what, the New Deal? Yeah, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, where is... Hold on. Shit. Something happened to the live stream on Roku? I mean, on Rockfin? What am I gonna do? Oh, well. It stopped. Is, is this live stream going? Is this still going? What the hell? Let me see. Where's my people? I can't find you. All right. Give me a minute. Where's my people? Are you there? I can't find you. <laughs> so there's no sense uh, responding. What the fuck? Where is the YouTube tab? God damn it. Oh, there you guys are. <laughs> wow. There you are. Are we still on the air? Yeah, I think so. Just want to go. One, two, three. We're on the air. Okay, so when I see it. I'll know. 
I know, right? Eve says, how would he be able to call a school and take her out of class? That makes no sense. It's crazy. They probably thought it was her parent. Like, she thought it was her father on the phone. Like, something happened. But imagine that sick bastard. This is a grown man calling a teenager, pulling her out of trait class, also stalking her in the mall. How do you know? Where she, where she goes to school. You've stalked her and found her in school. You're sick. And also his, I think it was at the time, his wife was somebody that he had dated when she was uh, underage, too. There was a big age difference, and it's really vile. And I have to ask, what that guy has a girlfriend or a wife, and I'm single, all right? Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Gross. Anyway. I see the time. This is like a... This is a marathon terror buster tonight. Usually, we used to have them. Every now and then we would have like four hour shows. Five hour. Pushing five hours. Can you imagine? Nobody listens after... After five minutes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm debating with myself right now if I should continue with um, the Marjorie Two Toes story. What do you think, guys? Are you are you are you in? You still there? All right, whatever. All right, let me see. Here we go. Where is it? Oh, wow. It's like I'm looking at these headlines. Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Madison Cawthon, Matt Getz, and Paul Gosar are a sick, stupid GOP squad. Yeah, he was. this is an article from the Daily Beast <clears throat> saying the GOP has its own squad of stupid sycophants and sickos. But you see what the Republicans do. They they have to vilify, you know, the squad. And notice who they are in the squad. They're women, right? It's women. Some have darker pigment. Mean, they're multicultural. That's very, um, you know, that's very um, offensive to Republicans. They don't like that. They're easily triggered. And they're triggered because they know that um, soon the American, the, just the American, the demographics of America are changing. And soon this will be a majority minority nation. And I can't wait, frankly. I can't fucking wait. I'm like, please, I want to live to see this. I want to live to see the the restoration of democracy this is what we're fighting for i hope uh that joe biden is up for it it seems to be I, the thing that concerns me is this you know what about uh what's his face um merrick garland merrick the meek 
Give me a break. I don't want to hear a lecture about how the wheels of justice turn slowly after watching Moscow Mitch McConnell shove Amy Coney Bitch Barrett on the Supreme Court before Ruth Bader Ginsburg's body was even cold and in the ground. I don't want to hear this shit. The wheels of justice turn slowly. Send the uh, sergeant of arms to arrest Steve Bannon. Fuck that shit. What would Mitch McConnell do? Would he violate norms? Oh, the sergeant of arms hasn't been whatever, whatever since when and when and whatever. I don't care. Why is Steve Bannon still out there spreading the big lie? He's in active defiance of Congress. And that's an active defiance of us, of democracy, of the American people. He's saying, fuck you, American people. Fuck you, democracy. Excuse my language, YouTube. And he's, he's really, uh, he's saying F you, just like Hitler did, you know? This, he don't even, I mean, don't be, don't be confused. This is a fascist coup, and they're following the Nazi playbook. And the Nazi playbook specifically says, never, never say sorry, never concede, never back down. If your opponent accuses you of being an anti-democratic fascist, you accuse them of the same. This is, this is a tactic right out of uh, Joseph Goebbels. Absolutely. And that's what that disheveled Nazi is doing, flying around, seeding the world with his sick, sick need for an authoritarian daddy to, I guess, control everybody. I mean, how are how damaged must a a human being be to turn into Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller? All these terrible, terrible, horrible, gross, evil scumbag, no offense to scumbags, horrible, horrible, I don't even want to call them people, but they are, but they are the worst people, the worst, and I guess maybe we could save this for the next time, because I was talking about the, um, Brian Class, his book about, um, corruption, who seeks power, who gets power. And uh, really, he set out... Actually, we could talk about this on Friday, I guess. But he, I'll tease that a little. Because he was talking about um, how we change the system, fundamentally change it. And it, it's c- he, completely correct. The system, as designed, is uh, really part of the problem because we attract... The worst people it attracts the worst people and what really should happen <laughs> if we wanted to have a functioning democracy with people who s- support democracy we need people like a cincinnatus you know like a george washington sands of course his uh, racial ideologies somebody that really wants to keep you know wants to doesn't really want power and is there to serve the system and retire 
And that's what Cincinnatus did at the time. And that's why the... That's why they called George Washington the American Cincinnatus, because he gave up power. He could have been the king. They asked him numerous times. That's why uh, there's always the, the that percentage of people that want authoritarianism. And they wanted George Washington to be the king. And in fact, the army. We talked about the, uh, when well, what was it? The, when George Washington... The Newberg speech, when he he really put the kibosh on the 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 army was going to march to Washington because they weren't paid for the entire length of the revolution, which was seven years. And wait, hold on. So. They were outraged, and they conspired to um, to all to not disband. The army was not going to disband, and they were going to march to Washington or wherever. I, I'm trying to remember where it was Washington at the time, of course, but march to the Congress and um, demand payment. But they were they weren't going to dissolve, and that's how that's that's how they were going to get the um the congress to pay them by through force and they were going to install washington as basically the king that was the plan and washington um of course talked them out of it with the famous newberg let's see newberg newberg Conspiracy? Is that it? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Newberg Conspiracy. I'm right. See? I have all these things flying around. Sometimes they cross, but all these stories. Newberg Conspiracy was a plan by the Continental Army officers to challenge the authority of the Confederation Congress, arising from their frustration with the Congress's long-standing inability to meet its financial obligations to the military. By early 1783, widespread unrest had created an atmosphere of mutiny. In the end, however, George Washington diffused the situation with an eloquent personal plea to his officers to remain loyal to Congress. In the process, perhaps, saving the fate of the American Revolution. And that's true, because he also reminded them that they, were, that they had fought not just for themselves, but for a bigger picture. And really, he, he spoke about, about human potential, which is also ironic, thinking of, you know, knowing that he was a slave owner. So, <clears throat> just goes to show you, we all have our blind spots, huh? So, yes, George Washington was having farm financial problems. That may be the real reason he left the presidency. He was, yes, I mean he, but he had fought, he had these problems before the revolution, too, because of the way that uh, the system was set up with the British. It was really they were always kind of in debt. 
um, they uh, they the way it was because of the the laws he had to buy he was trying to um, whatever he was farming he had to get from the English and they had of course heavy taxes on it and no matter what he did he, he was always in debt and he had to write letters to people and beg them to please uh, understand that you know the crops didn't whatever whatever this year and it was an and it was a frustration because he would never he knew he would never get out of debt and it was part of why and of and the other thing was that then the english well the king passed a law that uh, something about the land where no british american could buy land in the west and as the americas works as the colonists were settling and expanding a lot of the colonists were buying land in this uncharted territory to make you know to make their fortune or whatever and then the king said no <laughs> because <clears throat> because of a treaty with the french so basically he had said okay this is where the british americas end and washington had land in the uncharted territory and where the king basically just nullified it so there were many other things with uh, George Washington because initially, in fact, I wish he, see, because Washington was, he, he was trying to rise up in the, in the British army and because he was American, he was discriminated against and often passed over for, for promotion. So that was part of the, his resentment that grew and grew and he actually quit the army and went to farm and then during the early part of when the continental congress were getting together to fight the taxes the tax no taxation without representation when they were debating and deciding what do we do that's when george washington put his army uniform back on and came to the meeting dressed and uh, I guess, what do you do? You dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So he showed up in his arm. And of course he was, he was very tall. First time he was striking image. Um, really, it's true when you, when they say George Washington was the father of the country, he really was because he was the one that kept the republic on track all all through constantly telling like trying to shape this country you know as a as a republic so a democratic republic okay all right so what was i saying so um yeah we, well, maybe we'll talk about what that article was um, that I was that I was referring to, and also the the book. We'll talk about it on Friday because I think it's interesting that he's he discusses what the problem is because the way it's set up, it is almost it attracts the worst people. The way our system of government is set up, you have to be. It's like a popularity contest, and it's not, and it's also because money and politics and all that, that's at a whole other level. 
of corruption. So we're not getting the best people. We're getting the people who want to deal with that system, the system of corruption, because they love power. And they, I mean, some may want to serve, but the way that we get better people is that, you know, you have to attract those people by, uh, well, first of all, we would have to take money out of politics, and this is something he talks about. But he also talks about how in his, um, he's, a, he's a college professor, professor as well, and how he, when he grades papers, he can't, the way they do it is they do it double blind. So he doesn't know who's written the paper. And so you have a fairer assessment because studies have shown that we all have our biases. And of course, you know, if a, for example, in a job, people who apply for a job, when they have the same they they've done studies of the same resumes where one name it might sound more like someone who has uh, African American darker pigment or whatever, and then they have somebody that sounds white, like John Smith, you know, and then they'll have you know somebody else Kamal Washington or something like that, and the and of course the white resume. If getting an offer, they get a an offer for a higher salary, and it also extends to um, women and men. The women, same resume, will be offered lower salaries. It's just, it's just people. People have we all bring our baggage, and in this fucked up world, it's like the orchestra. What was it? The uh, the Philharmonic Orchestra. They would say. Well, why don't you have any women in the orchestra? Well, it's just they just don't play as well <laughs> until they started having auditions behind a, behind a curtain. And uh, things began to be a bit more equal. So we all bring our biases. And, all right, guys, we'll talk about it more on Friday at the Terror Buster on the regularly scheduled Terror Buster show. It was great hanging out with you all tonight, and I want to thank you for your super chats and all the patrons that are among the chatters at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. And thank you, Shadowstar Ace and Jim and River. And thank you, Matt and Errol and Richard W. for all your support and your super chats. And everyone in the chat room, Haiku, thank you so much for everything for being the moderator and and the voice of reason fair but just that's the way we do it and thank you mark middlestat from shaping progress for hanging out and talking and everybody go right now to join shapingprogress.org to to join sign up we get get involved and listen to mark's show he's great Mark is the future. I'm the past, the present, and whatever. I, ain't not, I don't know how much future I got left, but we're working on it. So thank you, Stephanie and Richard W. And I don't know who, what. And Terry. Terry Taylor. Paradou. Zenny. Nice to see you all. 
who else is here? I don't want to miss anybody. Eve, nice to see you. JL's a J and Thomas. Nice to see you. JD. Thanks for hanging out, guys. If I missed anybody, I apologize. And then all the others who aren't in the chat room but are listening, thanks so much. If you can, give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps. Remember to like and hit the notification bell so you know when we're hanging out. Because that's what we're doing. We're hanging out. That's how it feels, right? It's more like we're hanging out. We're talking about history. We're talking about politics. talking about democracy. And, you know, make trying to make the world a better place. I, I don't know. It gives me the motivation to keep going. You guys keep me going. Thank you. And remember, we will win. It's true. They know it. That's why they have to lie and act like assholes and walk around in Walmart with their assault weapons. It's just... And shove their bullshit ideology down our throat with their fake-ass illegitimate Supreme Court scumbags. No offense to scumbags. But we will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And thank you, Shadow Star Ace. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks so much for hanging out and keeping me motivated and going. And I will see you guys on Friday night.